0: Welcome everybody to episode twenty-three of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host DK Dynamite, joined with a very special guest today—the uh, backup co-host, I should say, Iron Maitako, also known as Caden. And he just now came back with what looks like a lightsaber if you are watching this on YouTube, man. I want to really thank him for coming through today. Fajardi, our other wonderful co-host, wasn't able to make it tonight. He had uh, some other plans he had to attend to. But Mr. Caden, thank you so much once again for uh, filling in tonight. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all
1: right. How are you doing?
0: What an entrance, man. I I, I moved to the screen and I'm like, wait, I didn't see you for a second. I'm like, oh, crap, but <laughs> had to get up right when I started. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you again for popping in man, seriously, I have a lot to talk about tonight uh, So much going on with Black Ops Cold War, Vanguard, Activision Lots that I want to get through, but first and definitely foremost I want to say, um, thank you all for the birthday wishes over the past couple days I mean, I was getting some early birthday wishes earlier in the week Quite a few yesterday on my actual birthday, Twitter, Discord Seriously and sincerely, thank you guys so much for all the kind words man It means a lot to me, I mean, my notifications were absolutely shot And I couldn't be more grateful man, seriously, thank you all um, also a uh, quick story for everybody, if anybody cares. So exactly the year or exactly, uh, as of a year that I had my car, all uh, my transmission died. I was like, what the hell a year, like a solid year of no accidents, no issues. My car was in perfect shape. It was a Dodge. All of a sudden my transmission dies and I'm like, how the hell did this happen? 70,000 miles. I mean, it's not even that much. Uh, so, and I bought it at 50. So I only put 20 K on that. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, my car stops moving. I mean, my, I, I couldn't accelerate. I'm like, what the hell? Exactly a day before my birthday and exactly a year since I bought the car, uh, transmission died. So it was like hilarious birthday gift from uh, the RNG gods IRL. But uh, we're making up for uh, some bad luck with some good luck as this week we posted some pretty exciting content. Um, Also, thank you to uh, Manscaped for permanently Sparting, sponsoring us here on the channel. Yeah, Sparty, can't speak. Uh, Thank you to Manscaped for becoming a nice partner and sponsor of the channel um, we signed a, a pretty cool long term deal. So you'll be seeing plenty of promotion with Manscaped as we go on. And a link to save 10% off your order is down below in the description of this podcast and will be in all upcoming videos. Thank you to them. And also, Gamer Advantage, another partner with us, went ahead and did an open house event yesterday. I wasn't able to attend it. It was uh, down in Michigan. Well, I'd love to go. But it was, of course, my birthday. We had a Vanguard Zombies reveal. They did a really nice presentation over at that open house of new products. They got to get together with all the partners. It was a really cool event they to put together. Hopefully, I make it to the next one. But, uh, yeah, with all that out of the way, um, Caden, how have you been feeling about uh, Call of Duty this past year, man? Have you felt stronger about Cold War than, uh, than Modern Warfare? I mean, I mean, where are you at right now with Call of Duty? I know you're busy IRL, but still, how, uh, how are you feeling about the game?
1: Well, I mean, Cold War, it, it wasn't anything too special to me when it came out. Gotcha. But the more and more I look back at the entire year cycle it's been out, I have played it a lot, and it's mostly due to the zombies. Got it. Got they, it. Their zombies is really good.
0: Perfect, perfect.
1: Um, and I, I, I played a lot of Modern Warfare multiplayer, but I think honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, what,
0: what, I played, what was we really cup Cold of tea. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't really digging it. I mean, which multiplayer did you play more? Though, be honest, was it Modern Warfare or was it, uh, or has it been Cold War? Which multiplayer do you think you played the most in the past, like year and a half at least? What do you think? What would you say?
1: Probably Modern Warfare, I think. Just
0: because
1: (laughs) that was all you could play on Modern Warfare, and that's all I played for an entire year.
0: Got it, got it. Fair. Which game if I played
1: more? Probably Cold War. Fair. Just because it's obvious.
0: I just wanted wanted to kind of get that out there. Oh, Spider-Man, thank you. I will be making a command with Nightbot for uh Manscaped I'll be doing that probably after this podcast thank you for reminding me though uh yeah Kravchenko Gaming uh DK Balls I mean yeah should that be the command for uh Manscaped in the chat DK Balls I mean I don't know if that'll be against terms of service though I get in trouble for that I'm always worried about any type of profanity on YouTube seriously uh Picante thank you so much for becoming a member on the channel as well um yeah with kind of all that out the way a bit of an introduction there I just wanted to provide you guys an update yeah we didn't do a podcast last Friday we usually won't do one whenever it's We're hot off of an update. So there's a big DLC drop on a Thursday. Probably won't podcast that Friday. So uh, making up for our last week with this week, of course. And we have a special guest. Uh, coming through to the podcast probably in the next episode or two so uh, getting that worked out but uh, yeah thank you all for being here nonetheless. Uh, first off season six I will say it is not over yet I know you guys are probably wondering what is still in store for Black Ops Cold War even though we're only about what about two and a half three weeks away from Vanguard so I mean Caden you probably noticed on the roadmap for season six there was a lot missing I guess you can say no remasters no remakes everything was pretty much dropped on day one of season six so um, let's go with a bit of a theory first. Do you think we'll get a big season six reloaded or are they kind of cutting it short because they're running out of time and they got to work on, uh, Vanguard zombies? What are you thinking?
1: You know, I don't think it's going to be cut short per se, but I don't think it's going to be as packed as the last ones have been. Got it. Just got because it. of Vanguard zombies, because they, they really focused a lot on that because yeah, they last minute decision, be like, Hey,
0: come work on this. And right. It. Right. Have you noticed, though, that Treyarch's been in a bit of a cycle, right? Because after Black Ops 3, the game was so successful. We had three years of updates in the game. I mean, Caden and I met during Black Ops 3, first of all. This is crazy. This was year one. I think it was around Gerard Krovi's release or something like that. No, we, we, what was we it met before? around Chronicles. You met Art
1: around Gerard.
0: God, God, I had that mixed up. So I met Art was around... Year two. The, yes, yes. Okay, so I met you around close to year two. So you even know this, right? Black Ops 3 was so successful. It got multiple years of updates. They had three years to make Black Ops 4 at, at that point. And still, three years didn't seem like it was the right amount of time. Maybe it was too long of a time to where they got too ambitious and things fell through. Leadership was poor. Campaign got scrapped. Blackout got shoehorned in. So Black Ops 4 launched Rocky. We all know that. But then halfway through Black Ops 4's year, what happened, right? All of a sudden, they had to leave Black Ops 4 and whatever ambitious ideas they had left for that game's DLC, work on COD 2020, which was Sledgehammer's game, clutch Cold War together very quickly. It wasn't their game to begin with. And now halfway through Cold War cycle, what happened again? They have to go and take over Vanguard Zombies for... Uh, Amber's new game. So, I mean, Cherrick's been in a bit of a cycle, but the thing is, despite the pandemic, they've been able to pump out what I consider really strong titles despite really difficult circumstances that no other dev team really has dealt with. Look at Infinity Ward, right? They really haven't had any problems, so they've been able to really polish Infinite Warfare, MW 2019, the sequel coming out next year. So, if anything, their games will look like they're more polished because... They've had more time to make them, whereas Treyarch's kind of like you know clutching together what they can in a quick amount of time. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, I never really get to ask you about this, you know, off stream or anything. But what are your thoughts on that? At least,
1: I mean, Treyarch from being able to make a game like Cold War in such a small amount of time, it yeah. was it was pretty well done. Right. Um, there was definitely a lot that I wish would have been in the game that yep. should have been in the game. But then again, it was as small as the dev cycle they've had for that game. Right. They, it. it for what it is, it's actually pretty good. And so far Vanguard Zombies looks really good as well. And they have they've had an even shorter amount of dead time for that.
0: And that's crazy. That's a huge topic we're gonna get to. And yeah, people in chat making jokes. I, I agree, right? Fajari looks a bit different today. I didn't get a chance to update yeah. the uh <laughs> the name on the overlay, but you guys get the point, right? Our backup co-host tonight. Thank you guys in chat for uh, for tuning in with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Treyarch's been in a bit of a cycle, and the fact that there's no remakes on the Season 6 roadmap has me thinking, right? Is there a big Reloaded update yet to come, which has been rumored for November 4th? I don't, I personally don't see a Reloaded update dropping the day before Vanguard. Maybe we're all gonna be surprised. Oh, there's your dog. <laughs> Scared the shit out of you. Um, I, I personally don't see that happening necessarily, but you know what? I'd love to be wrong. I would love to cover more of Cold War with me right now if anybody's asking you know where am i at where's my headspace right now with you know The transition to vanguard we're about to see i I can't lie man i'm a bit worried i mean multiplayer wasn't exactly my cup of tea with the beta maybe at launch i'll feel differently about it wasn't really digging it i like colder multiplayer a lot vanguard multiplayer i was like eh campaign so far it looks cool i mean it's a campaign what do you expect i mean it'll be it'll be post world war ii so it could be a unique story i'm down for that i'll be making campaign videos when the game drops but then zombies right we're gonna get to that later in the podcast but right now it seems like energy across the board at least on youtube doesn't look too hot for vanguard so i'm hoping that changes uh when the game drops because i'm like hey man cod's pretty much my career right now content creation is my career so i want the best for the game i want the best for vanguard um no matter how anybody feels about round base outbreak mp spmm we all want the game to succeed. I mean, especially for content creators that rely on a good COD, right? We want everything to work out. So I can't lie. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not worried about Vanguard. I'm like, the transition from Cold War to Vanguard seems scary. Um, maybe it won't be as scary as the transition from Vanguard to Modern Warfare 2 next year. So I want to, like, you know, hold off on that. Maybe next year will be a bit worse. Hoping for the best all the way around, but... Um, I mean if anything I I'd take a cold war a year or 2 all day, more multiplayer, more zombies. i love covering this game. So, I'm just hoping that the audience we've been able to build on this channel with the podcast, hopefully everybody sticks around for for Vanguard if anybody's interested. But yeah, I'm definitely worried. I'm not I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I mean, th- um oh, for me, one thing I really like
1: about Vanguard is it definitely looks interesting, especially the campaign because I like the fact that they're doing it like post World War 2 instead of during World War II. Yes.
0: Yes. Because we've had a lot of
1: iterations of World War II games, but not many have focused, like, what happened after the war. <clears> what, <throat> exactly.
0: What forces
1: could come out from after the war. And I really, I, I, it looks like they're trying to form, it, in my, what, how am I going to phrase this? In my point of view, it looks like a prequel to Task Force One for One, because that's kind yes. of what they're making yes. the Task Force 3 be.
0: That's so, kind of the vibe that, I got, too. Yeah.
1: In that sense, that's a seamless integration of Modern Warfare. And the zombies being canon, that is a seamless integration. The Treyarchs games. So I think I think it works out really well, and I'm really interested. Now, I, when I played Champion Hill, I didn't hate Champion Hill. There was definitely a lot of things that needed to be yeah worked on, and they worked on in the beta. But the beta, I mean, I'm worried for the game, too, because this is also a really short dev time. Probably yeah. not too short, because they probably already had a bunch of these assets and things planned already but did i just get an ad on your no okay (laughs) (laughs)
0: an ad on the podcast Uh, or what yeah uh
1: but Uh, i think the i think for sure the story is going to be really really good i don't think sledgehammer can miss with a story the multiplayer is still to be determined and the zombies if Treyarch can pump out cold war in such a small amount of time i think vanguard's fine
0: you know because they're taking the safe route Right, right. I I have a couple things to say about that. First, they're essentially getting away with releasing the same game again with the same weapons, because they did World War II a few years ago. They're dropping essentially the same game with the same kind of weapons, just, you know, it's post-World War II. So they're getting away with it because on the Modern Warfare engine, it'll be integrated with Warzone, and they're taking it in a bit of a different direction. But it's kind of almost the same game as before, you know, a little bit different. But obviously, yeah, if it's it's post-World War II, they're still going to give us a vibe of that game. The other thing I have an issue with, though, is that... People seem to think, and I see this all the time online, and I'm kind of confused about it. I see a lot of comments that say, oh, well, they've had five years to make the game. Where have they been? People really forgot that COD 2020 was Sledgehammer's game. They were working on that since World War II's life cycle ended. They were working straight on COD 2020. When Treyarch took over and made it Cold War, uh, Sledgehammer start from scratch again on a new game. So it's really been a good year and a half of dev time for vanguard maybe a bit more give or take but it's absolutely not five years of dev time for vanguard so that's that's another thing with that um you also mentioned a task force so i'm wondering yeah is this going to kind of lead into again like the task force one for one we have in uh, Modern Warfare 2019 is that supposed to explain where that group name came from the game has potential without a doubt so i'm looking forward to it but um, it's just kind of at a point, at least for content creation or, or at least for social media where I'm kind of looking at everything and I'm like, does anybody really care? That, that's kind of the vibe I've been getting from this game since the name leaked, like a good, what was it, last March? There's a leak that was like, oh, uh, <laughs> if it's in World War II, I don't care about it. I mean, that was the energy that the game had before it even got revealed. And I feel, I feel like it's been that way ever since um so i'm just hoping that the launch could turn the game around i was hoping more marketing would do that but still even after all this marketing people out there still seem to not really give a crap so i'm wondering what will change that i wonder if it's gonna be a tough year for everybody i'm optimistic i'm hopeful i'm being positive about it we're gonna give it all a chance um yeah slipstream as somebody wrote in chat uh, hells thank you buddy slipstream was the uh essentially the alpha build name i believe or the code name for vanguard uh many many months ago um, but altogether, I mean, season six of Cold War, I think it's been off to a good start. It released with all new content straight away on day one, no remakes, and there's a little bit of content left for in-season. It's unclear when that in-season update is, whether it's a Reloaded, whether it's the Haunting. Um, also, didn't you really enjoy the Haunting of her Dance last year, Kate? I know we played a little bit of that uh, when it was out for I, Warzone, if you remember that a little bit. I thought, it was, I thought it was fun.
1: I mean, I yeah. didn't get to play it as much, but the small amount that I did play, I thought was really fun. And I liked the, the character Saul and, like... Oh, hell yeah. But I'm a huge Saw fan. That, that was really cool. Are you a Saw but, fan at all
0: or no? Do you care about those movies? Uh,
1: did I do anything with it? Like, did I buy it?
0: No, I'm saying the, the movies, like the actual Saw movies. Are you, oh, are you a fan of those oh, films? Oh,
1: that's what you meant. Sorry, I didn't hear that. No, you're um, good. I didn't see them, but I've seen bits and pieces
0: of them. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm a pretty big Saw fan, and not in a weird way, because of, like, the gore and all that shit. I'm I'm a big fan of, like, good plot twists and, you know, jump scares and whatnot. Like, I I do like what uh, what Saw had to offer in terms of storytelling. It was really, really different from other uh, horror um, franchises. But today we did get a bit of a teaser... Four, as I'll put on screen right now if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we got a bit of a teaser for the official haunting event starting this Tuesday the 19th. I'll be live all day here on the channel completing all the challenges, doing open lobbies, playing all the spooky shit. We have Spooky Nuketown coming out to Cold War Multiplayer. Lots of great content on the way. We got a funny teaser today with the man himself, Faze Swag. Maybe one day we'll get uh, some of the Nuke Squad on the podcast. That'll be hilarious. Um, we have a cameo from Face Swag in this teaser. He's answering a call from Ghostface himself. I love the, the, the voice actor they got for Ghostface. Sounds remotely similar to, uh, the Ghostface we have in the actual Scream films. We do know that, uh, Scream 5 is coming out very soon. So, perfect time for a crossover with that, right? So definitely, do you think
1: it's the same voice actor for, like, the new n- I'm assuming or- they
0: probably got someone else that sounds similar. It could be. Maybe I'm wrong. It is the same voice actor. They'll probably announce that more or talk about that more, I should say, on Monday. Um, What I'm assuming, Chad, is this Monday we'll end up getting um, a blog post just about The Haunting, a full gameplay trailer with all the content in it and even possibly, even possibly a separate roadmap just for the Haunting event. Because last year, Modern Warfare Season 6, there wasn't a Season 6 reloaded. Instead, the Haunting of Her Dance came out late October and had its own roadmap with a bunch of content that served as the mid-season update for Modern Warfare. This year though, I mean with the rumors of a Season 6 reloaded, we might end up getting both the Haunting and then a mid-season 6 a few weeks later. So a lot is in the air right now about that, but nonetheless... Loving the fact they're really going all in on Halloween again this year. We have a Ghostface operator coming. And Frank the Rabbit, who's from Donnie Darko. Have you ever seen Donnie Darko? I don't know if I asked you that recently. You ever seen the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? It's another uh, no. I, can, I actually movie.
1: didn't know that what the name of the movie was. I just knew the character. Yeah, I, I actually um, made a mistake
0: because I kept calling it the Donnie Darko bundle that's coming out, and it is. But the character Frank the Rabbit is not called Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is the name of uh, the character Jake Gyllenhaal played. I got corrected by that on uh, a few videos recently. It was kind of funny. So uh, <laughs> definitely uh, some really cool spooky bundles coming. I saw some requests for like Michael Myers cause I know Halloween Kills just came out uh, yesterday. I saw it last night. No spoilers wow it was it was pretty brutal man i like in a good way that is i mean there, there were some really good scenes um and it, i think was it good though like- was i would say it, it was a it was a strong story it had, it had some deep uh deep meaning to it as well there's a couple scenes which i won't spoil that um kind of reflect where we are today in society it was it was interesting i didn't expect you know something like that to be that deep and um are you confused by the halloween canon by the way because because right now it's like halloween one then there was a 2018 actual sequel, which is the new part two. And then it's Halloween Kills, which is the new third movie. And the final movie, Halloween Ends, comes out like next October, which will be like the finale of this this quadrilogy, if you want to say. But they scrapped the canon of all the old sequels except the first one. which They is, pulled uh, a
1: Terminator, and I appreciate they that. Did, they did, what I heard, <laughs> they did. What I've 2 and up is terrible. and it's, it's similar to Terminator, except everything past 2 is just bad. Yes. And I've seen Terminator, and I agree. Um. yeah
0: yeah it's interesting though how they do that it's always a bold move to scrap every sequel and keep just the first one canon and then go in a new direction that could either ruin it or or significantly help the continuity with with how fluid everything is and i mean that i mean i know terminator did that who another franchise did it too which which other one was it i think some other franchise did it recently uh, you know what fast and the furious might do it one day i swear to god <laughs> they might pull off uh, hey everything after the fifth one doesn't happen i mean you never know man but um oh aliens did that rachel be thank you so much for mentioning that because oh, yeah. yeah, they kind of did they reboot a little bit with covenant and then
1: uh, uh i mean i don't think they prometheus. Rebo- I mean, actually i think covenant may have been like
0: interesting i want to say it's either the direct
1: prequel to one
0: or got it,
1: got it i think they started doing prequels more because the sequels just weren't working
0: got it got it got i know it. they
1: did prometheus and then i know
0: they did yeah and- yeah Definite, de- definitely something different. Uh, buddy in the chat, uh, Diamond Blings, thank you for tuning in, said love the new background. Yeah, for the podcast, I put my green screen down, I just have like my background on the wall, my soundproofing, uh, nice and visible behind me, I think it looks pretty cool just for the podcast. Um,
1: yeah, Sean said they, they tried rebooting Chucky, they did it again too, but it's a TV
0: show. But the TV show, I believe, was a sequel to the second or third movie, I believe it's still canon. Um. <laughs> Did you see the trailer? It's off topic a bit, but you know the Home Alone Disney Plus movie coming out? Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's it. Did you see the Easter egg of uh, one of the McAllister brothers is is a cop? Um, oh, yeah. The Buzz, I believe his name was, the, the, the bully brother from the original. He's a cop in this one, so it's kind of canon to the old ones, but... Um, yeah, definitely a lot of confusing continuities out there in the film industry chat. Definitely aware of that. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this event nonetheless. I can't wait to see what happens, uh, this Tuesday. Once again, I'll be live all day completing all the challenges, uh, hanging out with you guys out there. I'm really excited for it. If you want full detail on exactly what the challenges will be for multiplayer and Warzone, I made a video talking about that rumor a couple of days ago check that out but uh yeah aside from that looking forward to what is in store for cold War. Still, i think a lot is still on the table to kind of wrap up the life cycle with the bang the season six outro cutscene has yet to release that'll probably be in a few weeks wrapping up our wonderful story we've had thus far have you caught up on the post-launch story from these cinematic cutscenes have you seen all the intros and outros or are you kind of just hanging in there i've seen
1: all of them and i I've unless there's like warzone mm-hmm. intel that you needed to like because we know Treyarch loves their intel for stories. Oh, um,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, unless there's Warzone intel, I think I understand the story. Uh, I think it's just uh, Stitch kidnapped Adler,
0: put the numbers in his head, and then yeah. Adler did something it, It's gonna. Between. Yeah, it's kind of right now, I feel like there's still something left to be explained about that because uh, Adler got brainwashed by Stitch, and... The thing was, while Adler was brainwashed, he somehow broke out of that brainwash a little bit and still betrayed Stitch by planting bombs in Verdansk. And then Mason brings Adler back to speed to his normal self by re-brainwashing him with the original numbers broadcast. I believe it's a it's a bit confusing, but I think once the outro comes out, we'll we'll understand a lot more. I just want to know why Adler betrayed Stitch even while brainwashed by Stitch. It's kind of kind of a bit strange, but um, there's a big showdown coming up between our warsaw pact and our nato operators so i'm curious will the outro alone be enough to wrap all this story up i feel like there's a lot left to explain in just short amount of time this big battle between our, our guys um what happens to Aller and stitch because that kind of i guess sets up black ops 2's campaign if that's still canon they weren't in the campaign obviously so they both get killed off are they gonna go in hiding i mean i i'm really interested in in what what Treyarch has in mind for that, but I personally wouldn't care, like I said a thousand times before, if Treyarch scrapped the BO2 canon and went in a new direction with, you know, some sequels to this game later, but everything right now points to the fact that Black Ops 2 is still canon. Zombie is a different story. We're going to get to that in a minute, but uh, all in all, I think Season 6 has been uh, a wonderful conclusion for Cold War multiplayer and zombies. Warzone, uh, not so much. I mean, I think the haunting will be something really exciting for Warzone with, you know, a nighttime Verdansk and zombies again, but... Uh, the updates the map got, I mean, it's really just some cracks in the ground near downtown and stadium, uh, some new underground areas. World War II bunkers, I guess, are cool, teasing Verdansk, but... Or, I'm sorry, teasing Vanguard. Um, I don't think Verdansk coming back again after Colder's life cycle's over. It looks like uh, we're getting Pacific <laughs> and Vanguard, the new Warzone map, and then Mono Warfare Two's Battle Royale map's going to be a bit interesting. Maybe Infinity War's cooking up something spicy for that, but... Um, there were rumors, yeah, There were rumors a while ago we're going to play on a post apocalyptic Verdansk in Modern Warfare 2. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't we're don't going to get that. That's gonna work. I don't see the, that working. I don't see that working. That just doesn't the new, seem
1: right. A new blast radius is big enough to literally destroy the entirety of Verdansk. If
0: but aren't you confused as well with how Verdansk has been treated a little bit? Because, it, you know, if you go in order, right, the the, the I'm sorry, I keep saying Verdansk, the Vanguard reveal event in Verdansk, uh, we see a bunch of bomber planes bombing Verdansk. You know, it's a big train that explodes. Verdansk got, I think, blown to shreds a little bit with in World War Two, and then in Verdansk eighty four, uh, all these explosions happen. Right, the ground blows up. Adler planted some bombs everywhere. Uh, that then that gets rebuilt again to modern day Verdansk. Then that gets nuked because was a zombies outbreak. Like, hold up, Verdansk got destroyed nearly three different times now. What could they possibly do next with with this goddamn map? I think they're gonna get rid of it finally uh, with I the end think- of the war.
1: If any of the events have told us anything, it's don't move to Verdansk.
0: <laughs> Literally don't move to Verdansk. I just think that's so funny how that works. But um, all in all, I have nothing against people that like Verdansk. I just am not a big fan of the map. Wasn't during Modern Warfare Cycle. The Treyarch updates to the map were cool. But I still would have preferred something new for the Treyarch Warzone map. But as you guys could probably tell, there wasn't that much time to prepare a Cold War integration of Warzone. We got Rebirth. That was great. I know it's a reskin of Alcatraz, but Rebirth's awesome. I really enjoy that. For Dance 4, it's like, okay, we had some cool map, up, cool map updates. The red doors are the best part. I don't know if you've seen them, but you can actually go through red doors around the map, teleport to somewhere random, get like get into a special room with like exclusive loot. Uh, you can unlock a blueprint or an Easter egg. Those are cool. That really makes the map for me. It, it, I really enjoy playing it because of that. But uh, you all know the Euro Mountains would have been uh, an exclusive uh, are exclusive and an exciting oh. map just for Warzone. Oh, my God. We're not even going to get yeah. into that because I could talk about that for an hour of how interesting... <laughs> that map would have been. And even if they put it in fire team, I mean, you know, fire team elimination's the shit. So I imagine they would have had the the combined regions into one map. I mean, I would have loved that. But I still wonder, it would it even have even been possible to do. Cause I still have a feeling like the reason why in Outbreak we warp from region to region, I feel like it's because of some limitations where they can't put us on a gigantic map with all the regions combined. And then we just drive to each one. They have to have it where they're separated regions and we teleport to each one. Maybe that's the way it works, but outbreak still is an ambitious project that maybe could be changed in the future with ps6 or some shit but uh <laughs> ps6 I, I, yeah i don't know like what would be needed to have a gigantic map like that all the regions combined and you just go from spot to spot and then you know plot that over into multiplayer for like battle royale or whatever i mean that that's that's something i'm thinking about but i don't know lots of ideas with uh how that map would work i mean I know Battlefield announced, what was it, Hazard Zone, which is technically Fire Team with 30 players. Uh, that's their version of Fire Team, I should say. That got announced, I think, the day that Vanguard Zombies did, so it's kind of bad timing. I find that really I funny. I, I didn't even get to see that, but I mean. Well, it was interesting because the Vanguard Zombies marketing started at, at 10 a.m. my time or our time because we're both central. And then Battlefield marketing came out at 12. But then also at 12. Trailer dropped behind-the-scenes look at Vanguard Zombies, so completely overtook any chance of EA getting the spotlight for uh, some Battlefield marketing. But um, let me see. Battlefield, what is it called? Hazard Zone trailer. It, it's, it's practically Fire Team. It's not free-to-play. Um, people out there have not been talking too greatly about Battlefield, at least from what I could see. Um, I'm not much of a Battlefield guy. I never really have been. I've played a few of them. It's not my cup of tea, but... Um, I don't know about you. Have you just been seeing the worst PR about Battlefield, even Halo lately? Like these games just do not look like they're in good shape, especially for their launch. Um, which Halo is in
1: very good shape. I played Halo uh, for the Insider bit. It, it played really, really well. Okay, was, that's like, good.
0: There, that's good. Really that. smooth.
1: Yeah. Battlefield, I only played like two matches, but from what I've seen, people playing it, they really enjoy it. It's just there's a like the vehicles and. Sniper damage. There's a couple of things, and the maps that are really, really big. Yeah, and I've even heard I even heard some content creators say this is fun, but I don't know about replayability.
0: Got it. Got Halo, it. there's
1: a lot of replayability. I've played The Insider many times, even on bots. Um, but I, Hazard Zone has has to play very well, and Portals has to be very, very like open for it to probably like be really replayable. Yeah, in my opinion. But Battlefield has a lot of like. Potential, but I just think, if anything, out of two, out of the two, Halo is probably the better alternative got because it, one, it, it's free it. to play. Um,
0: yeah. And if you want to spend money on campaign, you can. You don't have to. That's what I figured. Is I'm like, you know what? I mean, I just haven't been seeing anything nice said about either one. But I, I believe that is correct. I mean, Halo looks like it's it's in a bit of a smoother state. Considering the one-year delay it had, but I think this should put an end to the goddamn COD versus Battlefield debate. That should have been done a long time ago, years ago. But the fact Battlefield
1: that Battlefield One ruined Battlefield.
0: I mean, people, because... people even say Battlefield Five might have ruined Battlefield a little bit too. I mean, I see a lot of I, I read a lot. I read a lot, lot into it. I see a lot of uh, a lot of articles, comments. I mean, I see. I, I look into exactly how this debate has worked for so long, and I'm like, goddamn. I mean, can't both just coexist? I keep seeing the same debate over and over again, and I'm like, look, man, even if Vanguard doesn't perform that great, even if it's not the next Modern Warfare or Cold War in terms of sales and player base, whatever, I just don't see a Battlefield ever overtaking COD in terms of those numbers. It's not about what game you like. It's just, objectively speaking, what game is more successful. Um, And with that, I definitely do not think 2042 is going to be anywhere close to a COD killer. Can a COD killer release one day? Sure. Sure. I'm open to seeing what that is, but it has not been Apex. It has not been Fortnite. It's not been Battlefield. These games just all coexist and do their own things. It's that simple. I, mean, you know, I don't I even think. I,
1: I mean, for a while, Fortnite was the number one game, but now look yeah. at it. Nobody wants to play it anymore. It, it even if the popularity for twenty forty two goes well and it's more players than Call of Duty, yeah, they have yeah. to make sure they have good features that keep people coming back.
0: Right, that's right, what right. Call of
1: Duty does. Right. When they when they release an update. Everybody hops on the update and plays for at least a week, right? Right, great, and then there's and then the majority of the player base stays on there. But if Battlefield say releases an update and it's not anything too interesting, you're gonna have to rely on portals to be interesting. And if it's anything like Black Ops 3's custom maps were at the very beginning, you're not gonna have anything for a while.
0: Not many assets to play with, but um, with that, I also want to go into Forsaken DLC 4, the final round based map in Cold War which, you know what? The map name is something I wanted to bring up real quick, cause you know, the name Forsaken, it obviously perfectly fits the map, but I almost feel like people out there were confused that that was the name of DLC 4, cause the Forsaken's also the name of the big bad head honcho boss fight, you know? And people out there really <laughs> might've got the wrong idea of like, oh yeah, cause if you if a video titled, you know, Forsaken gameplay, they might think you're talking about just the boss, but no, it was the name of the map. And I saw some really confusing comments recently that were like, hey, what was DLC 4? It's like, it kind of just came out. Uh, and all, all in all I, I want to say it was definitely the ending that I think hardcore zombie fans deserved I don't know how you feel but look at all the DLC 4s in the past with, with Treyarch Zombies and I look at Moon right and it, cool ending for it's time Uh, kind of put the story in a bit of a corner which Black Ops 2 had to you know somewhat get us out of Uh, though fine ending fine ending Origins ending definitely problematic and controversial for a while until we fully understood what that ending meant years later People out there thought it was just a children's game, right? Oh, what the hell was that? I mean, first of all, DLC 4 Origins didn't have anything to do with the previous maps in Black Ops 2: Transit, Diaries you know, Nuketown, Mob, Barry. Origins was kind of just there. We're like, wait, it was like we thought it was a start of a, like a reboot or something. We didn't know what it was. It wasn't really a prequel to World at War either, because it was clearly a different dimension. But uh Origins Ending was kind of like, wait, what just happened there? Kind of controversial, right? But not not too much, but kind of. Revelations, you already know, man. Holy shit, I don't know if you remember exactly, but I remember specifically that ending being found after a week. The Easter egg steps weren't great. People out there were sick of hunting rocks. The ending cutscene was underwhelming. I think because it took so long to solve, expectations were just through the roof with what was going to happen. We're thinking about, you know, stabs, this, that, and we're like, it was just a simple ending. It was very simple. Um, Very controversial for a while. Very disappointed, or not me at least, but community was very disappointed with exactly what that was. Um and then Tagger Toten. People were already kind of rocky about the bo 4 cycle, but the ending cutscene I think was beautifully done, despite not being CGI. People still uh I think understood how strong that ending was. A lot of people were able to agree that it was a good ending. Um, but still, I mean, semi-controversial. Not really, I would say it's probably the least. It was it was one of the stronger conclusions. But Forsaken, my God. I mean, I wish I could play the goddamn cutscene with audio, but unfortunately it's a DMCA claim because of the, the wonderful song they chose. Uh, I don't blame COD for that either. I mean, there's so many great songs that fit with you know some strong COD cutscenes. They just have to do it and sacrifice the uh, the DMCA <laughs> on YouTube. But uh, wow, I mean, that cutscene absolutely just beautiful. No voice lines were even needed in the final cutscene itself. It just had the song playing, and it was it was powerful. I think it was a really strong and uh, excuse me, suiting ending for uh, the colder cycle. Uh, what did you first think of it when uh, when the cutscene played for you, man? Or unless you watched it on YouTube first, but. What did you first think of that ending, then? Was it was it fulfilling? Did you feel like you didn't really care? I mean, how are you feeling about it? I mean,
1: it, it's not that uh, I, um, I wouldn't say I don't really care. It was just the fact that if you really wanted to know the entire story, you had to grind Intel, which I get it. It's cool, but don't make the entire story be behind Intel. Make some certain points, like certain parts you can have behind it. Like, I know when the game came out, a lot of it was just all these lost souls stuck in, like stuck in the dark ether. I feel like keeping Intel mostly like that is fine, and it adds a little bit more to how the ether works, and I like that. But like, I think like important director's notes, having uh, Weaver and uh, Samantha talking a bunch, and like, I don't want to have to go to YouTube to find this. I want to be able to just play the game and find it out myself. But having known what I know about the story, and knowing Sam's developing her powers and how she she takes this dark ether stuff to heart because of her past. I really enjoyed what like how they they executed their character in this and I loved the reveal at the very end that was really really well even if we knew it was coming.
0: Right. They right. did it really well.
1: Yeah, and having and having everybody, every, all the loose ends got tied up around the dark their phenomenon. Anybody, it doesn't matter who you were, how important you were, they they all got tied up.
0: Right. Uh Cal put a good point in chat and thank you so much for being here again man. He said Never let them forget how much they hated BO3 at the time. People want to go full, uh, let me see that, revisionist history for that game, and it's just not what happened. I mean, yeah, to really build off of that, right, and then we'll get back to the Forsaken ending here. I have a really funny tweet here from, let me see who wrote this exactly, Uh, Patamon1989 over on Twitter. He wrote, BO2 actually had more original assets in the zombies than BO3. BO3, Shadows of Evil, a fully original map. We'll give him that but dead officer k2 uses a combination of the campaign missions new world uh provocation hypocenter vengeance rise and fall demon within sandcastle and life all those campaign missions just like the original Dead Ops, it's mostly reuse assets. The Giant, remaster of the Reese. The Drack reuses assets from Campaign, Demon Within, and the multiplayer map Infection. Zetsubo reuses assets from the Campaign levels in Darkness and Provocation. Grab Krovi, mostly original outside of the Pack-a-Punch room, which is also reused from Campaign Mission, Demon Within, and happens to be a World at War campaign mission brought to Black Ops 3. Revelations, self-explanatory. Remakes everywhere. And also a little <laughs> bit of Campaign, Demon Within, and Life. So... With that being said, I mean, that's sort of immediately debunk. Anybody that says, you know, oh, everything now is reuse assets. Everything now is, is copy-paste. It's like, hold on a second. Do five minutes of research and verify that before you claim it. But then again, people out there, I mean, love nostalgia baiting. I mean, I said this before. I brought it up in a stream, I think, yesterday. Uh, what's unfortunate about, I think, the zombies community specifically is that When it comes to quite a few content creators and people that get a lot of impressions on Twitter or Reddit, they seem to always nostalgia bait because they know it attracts the biggest audience. I mean, I think Cal put it best recently: is that negativity for the most part attracts more of an audience than positivity. So when I speak positively about you know Cold War, what I'm liking about the game, and people think, oh, well you're a shill or you're you know you're paid slave or whatever, it's like, hold on a second. I'd probably get farther being a negative person, nostalgia baiting, saying BO3 is the best game every week than what I'm doing now. So that should put it like that. Um, or that should put it there, at least, in terms of the terms of the argument. But also, uh, with Forsaken's ending altogether, I think it, it was a really strong ending. But to build off of what you ma- mentioned about the intel, I will say... I think a better way to do intel in future titles is to maybe drop multiple pieces of intel for us at once when we, let's say, kill an elite or do an Easter egg step. Maybe at the main menu, prioritize what's important, you know, or I guess, yeah, prioritize importance from, like, you know, dialogue from characters about an upcoming map and then kind of go down a list and then have just, like, basic audio lines about the lore. I think if you prioritize the importance... Uh, it's not about them being more accessible because you just pick some up or you just kill some elites. You just do some Easter egg steps and it'll drop you some some pieces of intel. Um, not to say that there's too much because the thing is, I saw a few complaints recently from some well-known people that because there's too much intel because they don't have time to read through it, the story just sucks. That doesn't really work, I would say, because you don't have time to read. It doesn't mean the story sucks. But to play devil's advocate, maybe have less intel, condense more of it. Tell it in a different way. I mean, you could do more lore building and world building through multiple pieces of intel instead of just one cutscene. That's just that's just a known fact. So I think they'll find a way to really improve that system with Vanguard and then the next game in a few years. So I wouldn't say that the Coldware Intel system is a definitive system. It'll just get better over time, as most things do. Um but our director reveal, fantastic. I don't know if you saw Kaden. There were so many funny tweets The Prestigious Key got attacked for this too. I'm gonna find the tweet. Oh my God, people posted, you know, the director in thumbnails and tweets, and there were people that were just going ballistic. Oh, spoilers, you ruined it. And it's like, didn't we all know the director was Eddie since like fucking season three or four when it was just blatantly obvious through the intel, the audio lines, the hints in game? I mean, it got so damn obvious to the point where it's like, was that really a spoiler? You know, I get it. People get upset. You know, if I posted a video with the director in the thumbnail and in the title, People that got notifications for that video got upset. So, you know what? I apologize if I spoiled it for anybody. That was never my intent. Same with any other but any other person out there that may have done the same thing. Probably wasn't anybody's intent. We're just excited. We're just beyond mind-blown about the reveal. Not because we didn't know it was coming, but because we're just happy to finally see it. But, God, people were going off, man. Oh, my God, about spoilers this, spoilers that. I'm like, did I really feel like a spoiler to you, Kaden, if you would have saw a thumbnail with Eddie in it? Like, come on. who didn't know that was coming, I mean- right? When know, it man.
1: comes down to it, as somebody who has written a couple of story drafts, yeah. even when you look at the basis of a story, even if you know what's supposed to happen or if you know the twist, even just getting to experience that, that it get confirmed to you that yes. way is another thing than just getting it just shown to you. And, I mean, yeah, there is the thing where... We all knew it was basically Eddie. Who else yeah. could it be? I mean, why would they put so much mystery behind some new character that we won't care about if they're just brand new? Right, right. They're, they're hiding this character because they're important, and that's that's the only person it could be. But there are people who wanted to just experience the surprise or, or the confirmation to on their own accord, and for that, I can understand that maybe some people shouldn't post in, in like, the title Rick talk and reveal or like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Or the, the uh,
1: the thumbnail literally just being Eddie. I mean, I understand that point just because that does kind of ruin yeah. the, the, the emotion you can get just from seeing it get confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also at the same time, I'm like, yeah, if you didn't know that, if you, if you, if you're saying, Oh, spoiler, we didn't know it was coming. I'm like, we knew that's who it was,
0: but I, I do I understand. Think, yeah. If you Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm I'm on the side of saying like, yeah, I don't want to sound like an a-hole and say, oh, you should already intel to know. I mean, who cares? Because I do care about people wanting to experience it for the first time and be surprised, whatever. I do sincerely care about that. So that's why I said, you know what, man, I'm not trying to divide people more. But, you know, something else I was seeing is the same people who claim Cold War, worst game, outbreak sucks. There is no story. Somehow we're the same people complaining about spoilers. I'm like, you didn't care about the game anyway or the or the story. So why were you so butthurt about Prestigious Key, a, a fantastic and humble, wholesome human being, who's just such a great dude, one of the best creators, I think, on the platform right now. Um, He posted a picture of Richtof in like, hours after the cutscene came out and people were giving him shit in, uh, in the replies. I'm like, and he, he didn't reply to anybody because there's no need to. I mean, you can't convince somebody that, you know, they're going over the top with their complaints. But I just thought it was funny, man. Another thing is, like, yes, they have social media. I get it. If someone like me or someone else posted a video with the director reveal in the thumbnail or title, you can't really avoid the notification. I understand that. I definitely do. But if you're scrolling through Twitter and Reddit and you're and you're taking the time to comment, f you, you spoiled it. Why are you on the <sighs> internet? Like, why are you on that website? Why are you looking for that? You know what I mean. So it was it, it was a bit of a, a, a semi. Uh, lame controversy, I should say, but at the same time, there were some valid points like, hey, we want the spin for the first time. I-, I-, I do understand, I respect all of that. But as Cal even said, uh, the first clue was that they redacted his name in season one reloaded a Firebase document that uh, instantly clued us into the fact that it was a character we'd heard of before, they wouldn't redact the name of a new guy. That, and also, you know, hearing him speak to Samantha, he knew her birthday, he seemed to be a knowledgeable dude of the Dark ether. Where did that term, the Dark ether even come from? Clearly, it was somebody that knew what was going on from the old story, and who would that be? Is Richthofen. So, um, there's that. I mean, it, it's... Someone asked, who voiced Klaus? That's a great question. I, I get a lot of Richthofen vibes from Klaus's voice lines in Modern Toten, so I'm gonna say, if it wasn't Mount Nolan North, and they were trying to... Uh, mimic him a little bit. So I do think Nolan North will return in the next game to voice. uh, Speaking of
1: Nolan North, yeah. Let me let me go back to the tab. Somebody asked if it was Nolan North returning or not. If my tab would go, it is. Jack Rose said, "Will Nolan North voice Eddie when the story continues?" I'm going to go ahead and executive decision this and say yes because if Julie Nathanson came back for Samantha. Yeah. She's the only recurring voice actor. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep the consistency with Nolan North just because, one, it's the same model. Two, they're the only remaining characters from any of the original timelines that we had. Right, right, right.
0: So, if I had to guess,
1: yes, Nolan North will be coming back. And I don't see why he wouldn't if they're going to keep consistency.
0: Yeah, and there's also a theory that uh, I think, you know, Cal and Eric and, and me, we're all going to talk more about in the future. I would love to have him on the podcast again soon. Uh, we're going to talk more about this at a later point, but kind of to touch on the theory a bit, you know, there, there, there was a child named Samuel who unfortunately Weaver and Sam accidentally killed or got killed uh, in the Intel. And it, how ironic would it be if Eddie had a son named Samuel, whereas, you know, Rick Toffin and Samuel Stulinger had a connection in the old story. So maybe he named his son Samuel. Maybe Samuel was Eddie's kid. Eddie's kid gets killed by mistake by Weaver and Samantha to get revenge on them You know, we have the story play out in Cold War Zombies where he kind of plays 40 chess against Weaver, Samantha, Requiem, the CIA, does all this, has this massive game going on in the background that nobody knew about, and then as we see in the ending, he gets them all locked up uh, in some way, shape, or form. So that would be a crazy plot twist that I'm sure we'll probably learn more about in the future. I want to say, correct me in the chat if anybody knows this, I want to say there is more intel coming in Season 6. I believe Craig Houston mentioned that in... The sit-down they did recently over at Treyarch, I believe there is some more coming. And in terms of when that'll be, I'd assume whenever the mid-season update truly is, whether it's The Haunting coming up, whether it's Season 6 Reloaded, I do believe there is something coming up uh, in terms of zombies intel that might wrap up the game's story completely, aside from what Forsaken already did. If that's not the case then, then you know what, that's fine. We still got Treyarch coming back with Vanguard zombies later um the bunny is seemingly samuel's bear Samuel's now an orb in the dark ether samuel died along with his mother etc i mean forsaken has intel trials but there's no dark ether intel in it which is a bit sus yeah that's another thing too so i kind of feel like more is on the way we'll maybe get some little answers to some of our questions uh possibly in season six but we will have to wait and see what is happening with that um all in all though absolutely fantastic ending just seriously mona lisa ending compared to every other conclusion we've gotten from a dlc 4 i think tagger totens a close second for me but this one just felt like a really good conclusion if you kept up with the intel if you cared about the story operators aren't going anywhere that's a whole other discussion we're not going to get into but uh with that it's unfortunate to say we have to wait until i guess 2023 for any type of continuation from the ending of uh a forsaken, right? What happened with the Inversia missiles from Outbreak? Pex looking for them in Japan five years later. I mean, that's that's wild, man. There's a lot that uh a lot that we have to look forward to with that. um Buddy Eric and chat appreciate you popping in, my guy. He went ahead and said, "I know there's the ability to get Dark Ether intel from Trials, even though you can't in Forsaken." I'm betting all oh, Esperagamos. I hope I said that right. Yeah, one of the old ones, one of the old gods of the Dark Ether that we're going to see full fledged in in Vanguard, which we'll get to in just a second, but. I also want to mention no super Easter egg, my guy, in yeah. War Zombies. Is that the second time in a row they haven't done one? I'm not asking for, like, Mephistopheles-level crazy no. boss fight, but a sticker, a calling card, a, a charm, a cosmetic. Maybe they'll drop one before Season 6 is over. Maybe they won't. Is this a second time, or, I mean, it is a second time where we have to immediately work on a different project right after DLC 4 comes out? With Hagrid Totten, they were, again, hard at work right away on COD 2020. With Forsaken, they're already hard at work on Vanguard Zombies. There might not have been enough time to get one accomplished. But what do you think about that, man? I mean, no Super Easter Egg. Right? Does that, do, you, do you really care about that? Or are you hoping for one in the future? I mean, I mean where are you with that?
1: Having done every single Treyarch Easter Egg, including Classified. Yeah. Uh, I including It's classified. just... Yeah. When you do when you do Easter eggs as hard as like classified or if you do one like the first outbreak map even on solo um, You you kind of wish there was more of a reward to it other than you get a calling card for completing it
0: Right because you don't really
1: get like unlike BO4 it tells you how many completions you don't get one of those anymore
0: Right, right. right. No, no tracker in the menu
1: In BO3 we got full max ammo off spawn and an RK5 that we don't have to buy Infinite Warfare, we got Director's Cut, which gave us, like, what, 10k points off the bat and all perks? Yeah. And the um, all all guns pack
0: a bunch in the mystery box. World War 2 Zombies and even had the, uh, cosmetics play as a zombie skin, a charm, I believe some other little crap, uh...
1: Yeah, a really nice camo too after you beat all the maps. It was really nice. Um, yeah.
0: I, I think a theory was like, oh maybe Cold Wars could be, you know, spawn in and your weapon could be one one upgrade tier higher for your weapon rarity or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, something something why don't we like just
1: that? spawn in with like automatic like blue or purple or we spawn in with armor, maybe we spawn in with all of the above, maybe we get extra perk tiers for something. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, really. I feel like they, they could they could have easily just done that. And it would it would have been worth doing all these easter eggs. Now I know they're not hard to do, but I feel like giving us at least a variant would have been really good. Fair. Like uh like a tier like a tier variant up. Um maybe maybe a weapon variant too. I would take a weapon variant like a really cool ultra blueprint for doing all easter eggs. That would be nice.
0: But yeah, we, just, we
1: just didn't get any.
0: I definitely. Oh yeah, did I mess that up, Eric? I think yeah, Sparagamos is was not an old one from uh, Vanguard Zombies. Those are the other guys I'm thinking of. He's the one who made the Chrysalax. Thank you for the correction there. Brain fart um but yeah like you said i mean with that uh even you look at black ops 2 the buried super easter egg ending if you did the other victus maps, black ops 1 the big bang theory if you did Long call of the dead uh there was always something in there that that you get rewarded with if you did the previous easter egg so just maybe um track will do that again in the future when they have more time maybe they just ran out of time you know with this game and they just said, hey you know what we would like to do one, but Vanguard Zombies is a priority. If they didn't have to work on Vanguard Zombies, they might have put a little bit more into Cold War uh, for season six and possibly a year or two, of, if if that was ever possible. Um, I mean, knowing what,
1: knowing base like the basics of creating stuff like this and producing it, they're already most likely working on their next game. And probably, oh hell yeah, hell yeah! They probably actually set a team aside to go ahead and start working on a better, more polished game while they were doing Cold War. To be honest, they may yeah. have been like, "Here are yeah. our best people." We're going to get them to finish Cold War. And they may have been like, here are some of our. They're not the best, but they're not terrible. We're going to set them to the side. And they're going to start working on the next game after this so we can make a more polished game. One with the new engine, one with the everything. And they're probably going to be like, well, now that our team is focusing on Vanguard zombies, we can just work on the rest of the game. Right. Give a little bit of the zombies assets. Because both, like, multiplayer and zombies have had the same assets for, like, ever. So they could be like, here's some assets they could use for zombies. They just tell us what they want to do with it. And, like, I really want to make the game. Like Modern Warfare, where they've had a lot of dev time. It doesn't have to be eight years like Modern Warfare had, I think. Was it eight years? Well, how
0: long was no, it? No, I think like, it was, it was closer five? to, like, it was closer to five, I believe. If, if they somehow clutched out Infinite Warfare, even while still having some strong development going for uh, the Modern Warfare reboot. But I always think it was the other way around, because you mentioned, you know, put you know, they bring their best guys in to finish Cold War. I think what they did is they got most of their best guys to get some good foundation going for Vanguard Zombies and COP23 while they're working on Cold War and then have kind of the the other, you know, maybe not unexperienced, but some of the less experienced people to kind of finish off what they could with, with Cold War's DLC season. I mean, it could go either way, really. But um, yeah, there's definitely some strong rumors going around about how 2023 Call of Duty will use the Mono Warfare Engine. So it looks like... Going forward, every COD might be running just like Modern Warfare does. I guess that, that helps the Warzone integration a lot better. Makes it a lot smoother for that. Uh, I'm unsure. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in how development's going to go for Treyarch's new projects. I mean, again, bouncing from project to project. Finishing Cold War Strong. Vanguard Zombies. How much of Treyarch is working on Vanguard Zombies while the other half is working on their next game? I mean, there's a lot of questions with how they're dividing people up at the studio. Um, or if they're working from home still, which they still might be, if I'm if I'm not mistaken uh so uh, there
1: are a couple i don't think i think majority of them or not majority of them i think more than half of them are now in the studio but there are definitely where some nice and time.
0: where is the studio exactly i haven't looked this up yet but i know recently uh, they closed they moved yeah recently. Oh, they, okay
1: but they're still in california i believe but they moved from the old location to somewhere new I got think.
0: it got it i would love but to see i think that they have
1: point. one so, i know sledgehammer has like four or three studios they just opened one in the uk
0: I just I saw that um, on the I think Treyarch has yeah. two.
1: I know that for sure they have one in California near Anaheim.
0: Um, I
1: don't know where the other one is. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm really they have curious one.
0: how they're gonna, yeah, how they're kind of getting out of the uh, pandemic development schedule, right, with, with how they work from home. I mean, I, I can't even imagine how tough that was for everybody with the transition. And still pumping out what they have. I mean, I don't think Trey gets enough credit. I mean, that, people say, yeah, That's oh, another
1: he, thing, too. Like, yeah. Cold
0: War was not only made in such a short amount of time, it
1: was made during a pandemic where they literally had to stop... Hey, look, the right. real majority's in chat. He's looking what <laughs> like, yeah, dude. You're looking lot today. Looking Are you looking lot from Alabama it. now? Like,
0: what? Uh, but, Oh, um, hey, man. I, I <laughs> Yeah, I can't stand those comments. to see where they're like, oh, it should have just delay the game then? That's just not, not how the game... I mean, not that I wouldn't want them to delay a game if it's not ready or if they're having a hard time, but... That's just not how it works if that makes sense. The Activist is not just going to, you know, delay all, uh, you know their 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 baby. I mean, their their yearly release uh because of the pandemic. They're going to find a way to work around it. And that's exactly what they did. I'm talking from a business standpoint, not that I don't want devs to have a smoother experience, to have more off time, get more bonuses, get you know a raise, delay the game when it's not ready, but Looking at the circumstances we have with the gaming industry, you know that's not gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna no. find a way to release everything if they can. I the mean,
1: gaming industry got bigger during COVID. It was already big before COVID. Yeah, it's you, just a lot bigger now. That's why right, there's more right. people playing Warzone. That's why a bunch of free to get play games are being a thing because everyone can access them. It's just it, it it's it, something it, it was that's like really movies something. when they when they started becoming a lot more accessible on streaming services, like People watched a lot of them, and now that they weren't able to go outside anywhere, a lot of people went to gaming, and they were like, yeah. most people, there was people who never owned a console before, they just bought a PS4 and Xbox, and was like, I'm gonna try this, because I have nothing else to do.
0: Yeah, this probably isn't the best comparison, but I, I will say, right, and this isn't exactly correct, but it, it, it's somewhat on, on par with what I'm trying to say, they, they delay a movie, right, because they want the best box office possible. They know that if they release it at a certain time, or if it's you know competing against another big movie, it wouldn't be smart for them financially, but movies don't have microtransactions either where they could still make money off of the movie later on, you know, throughout that year at least. Once once it's out for that period of time, that's the money it's going to make. And then obviously, you know, DVD and digital purchases later. I, I get that. But with games, right, they can launch Cold War when they did and then make up for any lost sales or something pretty quickly with microtransactions throughout the rest of the game's life cycle. So... It still works for them to drop the game during a pandemic, whereas movies, you see why a lot of things got pushed back. I mean, Halloween, as we were talking about, Halloween, right? That was to come out last year, and the final Halloween was going to come out this year. Everything got pushed back, so this year we got Halloween kills. Next year will be uh, Halloween ends, but a lot of things got pushed back quite a bit. Marvel took a big hit with that too, but they bounced back strong. They released a bunch of Disney Plus series a little earlier than they wanted to, and then now the movies are resuming as expected, but... Um, actually I think those Disney plus
1: series were later because I think Loki was supposed
0: to be one of the first ones I, out. I I thought Black White. Widow was going to be before Falcon and Winter Soldier because of the Yeah, it was I, it was yeah. supposed to be
1: Black Widow before Falcon and Winter Soldier and then it was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier 2 WandaVision.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I mean or wait. I think
1: Loki what might have actually been the last one. I don't remember. I know that it was supposed to come out earlier than it did.
0: Yeah, I, it it was something, man. I mean, a lot of a lot of adjustments had to happen. I mean, the, in all, every industry really just kind uh, of take a bit of a hit in some way, shape, or form. And what I'm not a fan of, of course, I've I've just this before, is when people will use the pandemic as an excuse for everything because that's not right either. There, there there's definitely a lot of ways to work around a number of issues. The pandemic shouldn't always be an excuse for you know little things here and there, but. Um, overall, I think I think things have been handled pr- pretty strongly for COD. I mean, they've, they've done what they could. Massive respect and love goes out to all developers and people that have made this happen during the toughest of times. But uh, with that as well, I wanted to go into the, really quickly, 20 free Battle Pass tiers. 24, exactly. That got added to Season 6's Battle Pass and feature early content for Call of Duty Vanguard. Did you actually see that when it got dropped the other day? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you, if you noticed that exactly. I was-
1: I was confused because I saw Charlie Intel tweet that, like, the SD like, because I remember the SDG and the M1 Grand get added in, and I'm like, why would they add this?
0: Oh, well, the beginning of Season 6, yeah. I remember, I remember that. People were <laughs> seeing them at the menu. Yeah, you're, <laughs> your dogs went crazy again.
1: Why would, like, why would they add it in? Like, was this an accident? How big of an accident? Why is it only these two guns you see? And then they added it as variants. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So when I saw that, I, first thing I wonder like, how many attachments do they have? Right, I don't know right. if it's been told that they had the, like more than normal, and that's why you can't edit it at the moment, or like they're just not able to edit it because the game isn't out. So, but you can you can level it up and get attachments. But like, I think they may have like more than five attachments on the gun. I so
0: yeah, it's fun. gonna be I think ten. And you know what's weird is the fact that they did that because we have never seen add ons to our battle passes, right? That's something different. So I do really respect Activision trying new things with how they provide microtransactions, how they deal with the battle passes. I do like a new approach that they're going with, as it seems, with uh, with how all this works. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. I mean, some extra Vanguard content. You get to level up your STG and your M1 Grand a bit early. They were both fairly good in Warzone. I like the M1 Grand a little bit better. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, w- it was cool. Something something a bit random. That That was what is being called the unprecedented update. People were really hyping up for a while. And I'm like, hold up, man. People are definitely gonna be pissed about this because when I was streaming the countdown to this update, I was, I was live. I was waiting for it. Everybody who was in my chat for the most part was like, wait, I don't have Warzone installed, so <laughs> they can't even enjoy the update for that day. Nothing they could do because nothing, nothing <laughs> added to Cold War. It was a Warzone thing. So yeah, it was a bit unfortunate for those people out there not have Warzone installed, but still it, it was, it was something. It was something. What I will remind everybody of as well is that there is a mysterious pre-order bonus that nobody knows about yet. For Vanguard, when that'll be released though, or announced is unknown. I'm gonna guess after the haunting event, unless it's Halloween related, uh, it, it's a bit unclear. But right now, there is something left if you pre-order Vanguard. Now, what I wanted to point out because of that is, do you think numbers are looking a bit off for their pre-order sales if they're giving away? They gave away so many beta codes this time around, which was kind of. Uh, uncharacteristic it was a bit out of left field they gave away thousands and then i think the day before it ended they just let everybody play for free um they never really did that before with other cod multiplayers. and then announcing more and more pre-order bonuses like they've announced updates to the blueprint for the uh, ppsh they're announcing a new bonus coming up soon a bit of a different approach unless you're just giving us freebies because they care about us is it because maybe pre-order sales are not looking great for vanguard i I don't know i mean how how are you feeling about that so far
1: when I look at Vanguard, I look at it and I'm gonna use Ubisoft as a example. Okay. They have a new Rainbow Six game coming out. I forgot what it's called. It used to be called Quarantine, and they changed it because of COVID. Um or no ooh, the pandemic, sorry. Oops. Um and they they changed the name of it. And it's more it's not even like a, like a standalone game. It's literally it's Rainbow Six Siege reskinned to have aliens and other objectives and you that's don't funny. really fight each other as much. Um that's how I feel like Vanguard is. I don't feel like it's a main title. I feel like it's a side title. And that's why I, I don't know, I mean I get it, it's still a main entry and it should be $70, but to me, the way the game looks, it should be forty. That, that, because, that, that,
0: that's, that's a request, man. <laughs> that's
1: because a bold request. the reason I say this is forty the game doesn't look like a main entry; it looks like a side title. Yeah, there's multiplayer. It's I, cool, but I think we we're not going
0: different. Yeah, I've seen a comment Zombies. that kind of relates to where you're going. It, you're kind of yeah. saying like it's almost like a modern warf a World War II modern warfare DLC. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of comments about that, um, and that, and you know what? That's fair. That that's a that's a fair piece of criticism. I mean, it's, that's why has I the think right it's like forty that.
1: because games like Dishonored. Like, they released Death of the Outsider, and it's a standalone title. <laughs> Why do I keep working? It's a standalone title, um, Yeah. but it's basically, in theory, a DLC of Dishonored 2. It's Fair. the same exact game, plays the same exact way. There's different powers, and it's a new story, but it's it, it costs less than Dishonored 2, because that's what it is. It's just basically the same game with a different story but we're not going to make you spend more money on it because it's not a new main entry. Well, just... What
0: was Miles Morales? What was the cost of that PS5 title? I that... Like it was, it wasn't it cheaper than the original Spider-Man? I feel like well,
1: it was $40 when it came out. And then you could buy, you could spend an extra 30 and you could get the remaster for oh, Spider-Man. Oh,
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which good. is the
1: one I got, uh, but like...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, um, it, it had like less than a year of dev time and it's really, really good. I mean, my it? A y- the first time I put it? In.
0: Miles Morales had less than a year of dev time?
1: Yeah, they, they just re they ported over of most of the assets from Spider-Man. They had to remake the city, but that's really not that difficult. Um, Got it. They changed a few animations. But other than that, the game had less than like a year of death time, I think, because they, they wanted them to pump it out um, as a PS5 thing when it launched. While yeah. While still making Spider-Man 2. But, um, yeah, that, that's how I feel like Vanguard is. And that's why I feel like it should be 40. And I know called Activision is going to be like... Mm, Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction. That's what it's called.
0: Rainbow Six Extraction. Yeah, I I did see footage of that recently. No, I mean, that's a good point, though, because I'm like, you know what? Miles Morales was its own game, but at the same time was kind of like a... uh, a, an add-on on on steroids for the original Spider-Man. Great, though. Still a great great story. Still a great game, but uh, it it was definitely... I I, I see why they did that. Um, And another
1: thing for, like, why I feel like it's a side title is because I don't know if you ever looked closely in the assassination in beta but you have an m19 pistol from modern warfare which i did I get it they're reusing a whole bunch of assets but that that also gave me a big feel I'm like this game is literally more like a modern warfare
0: Well, you warfare. yeah you could just tell how the game was made right they had so much less time to make it they just started development on it not that long after like black ops 4's cycle ended uh, and that's not that long at all, and clearly what they went with is, hey, let's take what worked them Modern Warfare, you know, give it a, a fresh coat of paint of World War Two, and then hopefully win people over, and then have a successful war zone integration. I mean, I, I get what you're getting at, 100%, but uh, all in all, I'm like, you know what, let's see how this game does. I'm very curious how it's going to do. I mean, I'm, I'm curious how the microtransactions are going to look, the bundles, are they going to have cool operator skins that are goofy? Will the cutscenes be interesting at the beginning of each season? I, I just have a feeling right now in my gut that, Cold War will have represented a really strong COD season. I won't have a strong win again like that until COD 23, coincidentally the next chariot game. But, Sledgehammer delivered really good games before. I loved Advanced Warfare. I loved World War II. Both of those games are great. I love the DLC updates they got to those games. Um, so, I, I'm really optimistic about it. Do I have much faith for Modern Warfare 2 next year? Not really. But maybe they'll win me over and I'll be like, Wow, what I never thought I liked the second Modern Warfare so much after not liking the first one. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious... Where we're all going to be very soon in a couple of years with uh, with Call of Duty, but uh, with that, I think it's a great time to get into Vanguard Zombies. Duran Fang, Duran Fung, Duran Fang, Duran Fung, I think it's Duran Fang. I think it's on I think they're, they're Fung, I think it is. Unless I'm somebody correct me, in chat. Well, actually, it, <laughs> I'm not too sure, I might have said it wrong. It
1: might be on Fung, actually. I think I'm it it's
0: on Fung, I'm just I'm forgetting, but uh, oh my god, that reveal yesterday. I mean, first off. I don't know how much more humble and grateful I can be about this. On my birthday, I got a Treyarch Zombies reveal. Like, what in the actual F was that? What kind of luck is that? I mean, the other day, I think it was on uh, Monday or Tuesday when they confirmed, October the 14th, you know, Vanguard Zombies reveal. I'm like, what? On my birthday? Like, crazy, crazy gift from Treyarch, man. Like, uh, oh, my God. Thank you, guys. I mean, thank. Treyarch. I, I got to thank Treyarch so much for surprising the hell out of me with... Uh, with that trailer but you know i was actually asleep because obviously october 13th at night i was celebrating celebrating my birthday a little bit early um and hold on a second what is this that i see oh my god as we're streaming live what the hell they just scheduled the premiere for the haunting trailer it premieres in two days october 18th what day is that the 18th is a monday oh as i predicted as i predicted live didn't I predict Monday would be the full trailer for, <laughs> for The Haunting? They just scheduled it on their channel. When did they do this? Was this like right now? They just got, I think it was like right now. Only it only has 51 likes. <laughs> the first comment says L. We got Swag. L. Swag's in the thumbnail, bro. I mean, what a great promotion for him, dude. That's amazing. Uh, it premieres in two days at 12 o'clock on Monday. Well, chat I guess we'll be live Monday and Tuesday. Um, Monday we'll play some, you know, some open lobbies and then uh, watch the trailer and then break down the blog post. Tuesday we'll be streaming the whole event. Holy shit. Uh, what are the odds of that chat? But yeah, as, if you're watching this live on YouTube right now, that, that's what happened. <laughs> anyway, as I was getting to Vanguard Zombies, what a crazy reveal. I mean, first off, uh, yeah, like I said, I went to bed, forgot to set my alarm, managed to wake up like half an hour before the trailer dropped. So I managed to get a stream going to live react with you guys, but got to cut it really close with that. Um, what a trailer though. I mean, first impressions, my guy, what are you thinking about this new direction trailer going in? Holy mother of hell.
1: Vanguard. I, I really, I, I think it's it it, it it interested me, and I was like, I'm I'm still on the fence a little bit with Vanguard, but that kind of got me off of it a bit. Because so I was like, the zombies, it's got it's got to it's got to be different. It's got to play well, but it's got to it's got to have its own different twist to it because that's how they're promoting it. It's got its own different twist, and it does, because, as we know, no
0: round based. <laughs> Which is oh <laughs> Oh man, you know, you know what's funny though is the blog post they dropped and the behind the scenes they didn't mention round based or season one or the word Easter egg at all. So no. here's what I'll say. I'm a, and this is again my opinion, right? This is just my opinion. Anybody could respectfully disagree, have a different take. I'm cool with that. Here's what I'll say about right now what we got with the Vanguard Zombies reveal. It looks beautiful. I understand that it's going to reuse a lot that was in Cold War Zombies but that's kind of the point, right? They're giving us a prequel story to Cold War. They can't really stray too far away from the same perks, field upgrades, this and that. And on top of that, time restraints. So with time constraints, obviously, you know, they're gonna reuse stuff. Shinonuma's coming back. I mean, if we didn't get Zombies Chronicles, the BO3 with Shinonuma, people probably would have been like, oh crap, it's been so long since we've seen the map. And it still has been a few years since we've seen it. Uh, Shinonuma, I mean, that's fitting. Maybe we'll see Varukt and uh, Doris at some point in the Vanguard cycle. So, essentially, to break it down in simple terms, right? What I'm getting at, or what I'm feeling right now about this trailer, is we have this, like, main hub, a headquarters-type feature in Zombies now, which is Red Star for multiplayer. So, that's an area. And there's Zombies that spawn in as well. Don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. Zombies will spawn in, in this hub. If you take too long doing getting your upgrades, setting yourself up. Then there's portals that spawn in, in this hub. And you could choose a region you want to go to. Kind of like Revelations, where there's, like, a, a room with all the portals in it. So, there's that. After doing all the objectives and all the other reasons, you come back to this hub, it seems, and more of that hub area opens up to be a bigger zombie map. Maybe there's an Easter egg upon that. I don't know. There will be an X-Fill option as we got confirmed. Um, A lot of perks and uh, field upgrades and all this stuff is kind of being reworked a bit. Fresh coat of paint. We have something called Covenants releasing. Uh, There's a lot of new ways to play this, a lot of new objectives. It is kind of what you can say is an Outbreak 2.0 but is also answering all the feedback that Outbreak got in Cold War. So it will be this Onslaught, Outbreak, round-based hybrid. The question is, is that all we're going to get this year in Vanguard Zombies? And how will DLC work? If they add in a new map or a region, will that get added to this Duran Fung area? Or is that going to be something like Champion Hill, right? Because look at you mentioned Champion Hill earlier, which is perfect. You know how in Champion Hill it's like that one center area... And then the surrounding four maps around it. That's exactly what Duran Fung, Fung is doing. But then, how do you add maps to that mode in the future? Because is Duran Fung the outbreak too, or is it a map? Or you know, you don't get, you see what I'm getting at. Same with Champion Hill. If they want to add more Champion Hill maps, how do you add to that area, that play space? They have to have a whole new set of four maps to Champion Hill with the hub in the middle. So I'll, I'll let you continue before I ran, ramble on a little bit more. But what are you thinking about that?
1: I mean, I. When I look at Vanguard zombies, there's like you said, the whole headquarters feature that opens up the more you do around the maps. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that you can it it's mix of outbreak and it's a mix of regular zombies. Just because I you you put you stay in one map for so long and say, Matt like, what if Shinonuma isn't the full Shinonuma? What if it's just just the the What's it called? The building one of the huts. Yeah, one of the huts.
0: In. Yeah, the, probably the main hut that we spawn in with. And
1: if you're in the main hut only, or you can go to that side hut where, like, you know, you go through, like, the slow water, mud area. Yeah. I mean, you can go to different versions of the map, find which one you prefer to do things in. Maybe different—I think they said different areas have different objectives, I think. Um, I could be very wrong. But it also looks like the main headquarters area will have its own objectives, too, which is great. It keeps you from going to different areas. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, the fountains, the perk fountains, when I saw those, I got really big like BO4 vibes, and it reminded me of Ancient Evil a bit more, because yeah. it reminded me of the Chauron area, and it makes me wonder, how are those going to exactly work? Do we know? Or are I, they going you know to just what? be like
0: perk machines around the map? Or are we going to be able to customize what's in I it? I really think it's a customized type of situation like Black Ops 4 where there's four four to five more stations on some of the regions and you select what perks go in that. Because what would you rather have, right? Would Vanguard Zombies be better if it launched with just five perks, even though Cold War has ten right now? Would you rather than just pick the best five and give them dedicated perk machines in Vanguard? Or would you rather than give us five perk statues around, uh, or ritual stations, fountains, around our maps here, and then at the main menu, you choose what perks go in those five. But then give us all 10 to choose from, from Cold War that we just had. Maybe Maybe they'll do that, I don't know.
1: What they could also do is, if you can select what perks you definitely want in those fountains so you can get them immediately, and then have a Wonder Fizz of some sort to get the other perks you want.
0: Yeah. That would be good too. That'd be Because I really like
1: the idea of being able to buy any perk you want. Even if they're expensive, I still like yeah, that Yeah, idea. save up
0: for it. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Um, so, yeah, the perks are definitely a big mystery, but I think in regards to the whole round-based argument that I see going around, right? It's like, look, man, play the game. Give it a shot first before really judging it. If you're going to say, hey, it's not fun, I don't like it, that's fine, but play it first. I mean, I don't think... Watching any trailers or behind the scenes does anything justice. You have to stun and play it first because right now they're mixing campaign assets, multiplayer assets, maps, putting it all in one. I'm game for it because I'd rather them go out of their comfort zone, try something new, you know, go with the creative vision that they have without having to worry about, you know, this vocal minority on Reddit and Twitter that's like on their neck saying, oh, you know, if it's not round based, it's not real zombies. All I'll say is, look, where were these people in Black Ops 4 when they continuously kept saying round base is getting stale, Black Ops 4 sucks, you know, th- there's there's too many maps, right? Uh, quality over quantity, don't give us so many maps, overwhelming. Easter eggs are too hard, there's too many perks. Cold War answered all of that feedback. What is Vanguard going to do? Continuing, or it will continue to answer all that feedback. So I think if you're somebody out there that has to troll people, that likes Outbreak, if you're somebody out there that makes videos, memes, or if you're somebody that is disrespectful, there's people that have a different opinion than you, but then you claim that they're living rent-free by saying you're being an asshole, that's not rent-free at all. That's like them saying, hey, this is kind of you know uncalled for. This is not really appropriate. The people living rent-free aren't the ones sitting back playing the game and enjoying it. They're the people that are constantly online making videos and talking crap to innocent people over an opinion. None of our opinions matter at all about what mode is better. Either way, it's like I said yesterday on Twitter, I made a joke, I said, you make outbreak rants Outbreak makes millions of dollars in microtransactions, has a strong player base. Clearly, and I'll say this, clearly, Activision would not want this Outbreak 2.0 type feature and mode if it flopped in Cold War. Clearly, it didn't flop, right? A blog post a few months ago said that Outbreak and Round Base were neck and neck in player count. So that gave Activision the ability to say, okay, let's just go all in on Outbreak. Let's just see how it does. Not to say the Outbreak... Is the exact future where there's no round based. I think there will always be both. But you could definitely see what the spotlight's gonna be for zombies in the future, but I don't know you're gonna say something. What was that?
1: I honestly forgot at this point. I think it would um it definitely had something to do along the lines
0: of it being
1: an outbreak at type game mode. But yeah. so
0: like you can definitely tell what they're going for. I mean, you, it, it's, very, it's, very, it's so obvious to see what, what, what the plan is with zombies going forward, and I'm all for it. And somebody out there I know had said to me, like, Why are you celebrating the end of round base? That's what makes zombies zombies. And I'm like, I'm not celebrating the end of anything. I'm celebrating the beginning of something new because I've been playing this game since I was eight years old. I just turned 22. I've been playing zombies since I was eight, I've been playing Call of Duty since I was six. I mean, I've been playing this franchise for so long, I'm open to something new. I'm open to a new direction for multiplayer. I'm open to Warzone changing the scape of how DLC works, integrations. I'm open to zombies going in a different direction with a bit of an open world type take. With something you know different that you can do aside from training in circles for a couple of hours and doing the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for it. It doesn't mean that I don't like round base anymore. I love round base. Forsaken, to me, is such a great map. I mean, I said it earlier, but... Everybody usually has their map per Treyarch game. With like, yeah, that's my map. I love that map the most. For me, it's Forsaken right now. I really enjoy all the side quests, mm-hmm. the main easter egg, the map flow. I don't think about red light, green light when I lower Forsaken. If you if you are a zombies guy, right? If you're a guy that only plays zombies, it's totally fine. Maybe you played campaign once, if not at all. And if you played it once, you probably did a speedrun run of it. You saw that campaign level for 15 minutes and you probably don't play multiplayer either. So why bitch and moan about reuse assets and this and that? Who cares it's like, I, I don't understand, man. It's like, it's like Hal said, what makes zombies zombies isn't a effing mechanic. It's devs experimenting with radical, with radical new ideas or radically new ideas to create something awesome. Thinking back to World at War. I mean, they have to innovate. They have to revolutionize the mode that's been around for so long. We're lucky to still have the mode for this long at all. I mean, of course they have to change stuff up. They're going to do it now. If, they, if, if if Vanguard Zombies gets negative feedback in any way, you can bet your ass in COD 2023, they'll fix all those problems Right away, the snap of a finger. I promise you.
1: Yeah, it's like it's also like I've said before. I'm like I didn't say it before in the stream, but I've said it before on Twitter. I've said that this game mode, this game mode itself, is over ten years old. Yep. For every single iteration, we have had round based maps as the majority of the gameplay. Now, there's no say. There's nothing saying that this is going to be the end of round base. That they're not going to bring it back. They know people like round base and if it's neck and neck they know we should do both. But when it comes to a game mode that is as old as this and as long as like I've have been playing since Black Ops 1. Uh, my first map was Kino der Toten. Right, right. And round base is fun and it is original two zombies. But if you're going to keep this this inter- this entertaining to all the new people that just joined in from Cold War you you have to change a bit of things like you know maybe get rid of round base see how it goes if it doesn't go well if you can do it in the middle of vanguard's life cycle make round base maps if you can't then next game will know more round base than outbreak but like
0: i think they're i think they're doing a reverse of cold war because cold war started with round base and then there were two round base maps before outbreak came out um and Outbreak came out at the beginning of Season 2, I want to say, or was it the middle? I can't remember exactly when. It was February 25th. I don't know the date. Uh That ha- I think it was middle, right? Yeah. So that happened. Outbreak released in a certain state that was... It, it was getting us... You know, we got our feet wet with this new type of mode. But now looking at Outbreak after Season 6 in Cold War, there is so much to do. From two main quests, a ton of world event side quests a bunch of different regions there's a lot going on an outbreak now so give it time to girls what i'm saying so what if you know vanguard zombies launches a certain way it might not have a bucket load of content until let's say season two or three i'm cool with that i mean it's not drip feeding when you uh strategically release things very specifically so that it keeps the player count as strong as possible for as long as possible Instead of just blowing their whole load right away, and then saying, "Okay, here is everything. We got nothing else for you for a few months." Oh, uh, thank you so much, Hell's for that. Really appreciate that, buddy. Much love, man. Uh, but I guess you could say I'm definitely concerned with uh, how Duran Fung is gonna look at launch. Will they get updates later, or is it just one experience with the main quest maybe? And then our next map after that will be, you know, a new set of you know four to five maps combined in one. I don't know how that's gonna work, but. Uh, we will have to wait and see what their plan is with the DLC. We're not going to know that for a little while. December 1st is supposedly the start of Season 1, uh, according to the in-game Battle Pass timer for Cold War right now. But I saw a tweet yesterday, right? We have a gaming scooper, the Modern Over 2 Ghost. Uh, he himself has claimed, and there's no way for us to verify this. I'm just a content creator. I talk about the news. You're a fan. You make some content here and there. We're not. We're not insiders. We don't get paid to say anything. We don't have any exclusive info because that's not what we do. But according to him... He is saying that uh, at one point he heard the first round base map would come in season one. Now he's hearing maybe not at all. So they can go no round base this entire life cycle. It's probably risky. But if Activision sees the player count, you know, as good as ever or at least as good as Cold Wars, then they know there is no obligation to keep round base going forward. The vocal minority represents nothing close to the actual majority of the player base. That might be the case this year. We're going to have to wait and see.
1: Uh, I mean, here's the last thing I'll say about the yeah. new change of the way maps play. At the end of the day, it's set in stone. They've probably already started working on maybe two more maps already that have to that have the same exact style that the yeah. first ones gonna have. Yeah. Um, let it run its course. It actually may be really, really fun. You may like it. You don't have to like it over round based it's just an alternative and yeah. for all you know this may be exactly what zombies needed to be new to feel new like it had like it needs to feel new i, I,
0: I can, you know, I'm gotta to go figure how'm
1: gonna explain this without confusing people so like bo4 even though it was still round-based, it felt new the way the zombie, the way the game played yeah it was different you only had four perks you had to choose which four perks the elixirs work the same, but we didn't have all the elixirs at launch. Like we didn't have Kirk until later. They weren't even
0: originally going to do it. Right, right, that's true. And that's the thing too, it's like, I said it the other day, I said, you know what? There was a three year anniversary of Blackout. I love those days, man. I, I will say this, those were the days, but we have better days ahead of us and better days happening right now, the way I see it. This is the new golden era. And maybe five, 10 years from now, COD is in a different state and we're like looking back at Cold War and Vanguard I'm like wow look what we used to have that was so much better it'll be a rinse and repeat that's how how the COD cycle works but the thing is I haven't really seen a real valid argument as to why Treyarch shouldn't go with a new approach I've only seen oh round base made zombies what it is blah 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 but I'm like you keep saying the people that are hating keep saying that Outbreak's too linear and Outbreak is repetitive it's like What do you do differently in round-based, though? What do you do so differently in round-based that makes it automatically more replayable? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you open up your map in round-based. You got your side quest. You got your main quest. Done. Outbreak's like, hey, here's a bunch of open-world regions you can warp to. Here's a bunch of main objectives. Here's some side objectives. Here's some other Easter eggs. I mean, there's a lot going on. And also two main quests. That's what Outbreak has now. So Outbreak's trying to offer more than round-based. And I I feel like it has in Cold War. So if they're going to combine that with round base in Vanguard and have it be the best of both worlds in one experience, that should make people even happier. Because they're they're not separating, oh, here's round base, here's outbreak, here's both in one. And that could be what we get throughout the whole life cycle of Vanguard. We get, every time there's a, a big update or a DLC launch, it's a big hub in the middle. Your four regions you can warp to, do their objectives in those regions, and then you open up the hub a lot to be a bit of a bigger space. And there's a main quest you can do as well, side Easter eggs here and there. Maybe that's what they're going for on top of all the stuff they confirm in this behind the scenes with the covenants, the perks, the trials, all this other crazy shit going on. Intel's getting revamped a little bit. So, holy crap, man. I mean, there's a lot going on with this, but we still don't know the half of it, if anything. We got a a taste, but we don't know how it's going to look a couple months from now. Let's Let's just relax a little bit, right? um
1: jordy just said something great yes add a way to save progress imagine if this game gives you that reason like that main hub if that stays the main hub for every new iteration imagine you still have to unlock them again but say if you're if you want to come back just be like save and quit and then come back later and it will spawn you back in and you'll have everything like still where it's at but like that that could be a really good idea for what this is going on because you don't have to do round base yeah we don't know how the, the what enemies are going to scale it could be time based it could be yeah, just we, how many objectives you do and yep. like we don't know so this could be an easy way for them to be like okay we're going to implement saving progress like how <laughs> dead ops arcade does i think it, isn't that how dead ops like, no they do no advanced start. The, the
0: advanced start for solo but did you know cod zombies on mobile back in the day was the only zombies iteration to have a save button i mean that, that was pretty funny there was a save progress option on, I mean, obviously big difference in how games work. So clearly that was easier to accomplish, but um, yeah, I mean, the potential is really unlimited with this. Uh, it's like I said, if you if you're out there harassing people for liking outbreak over round base, uh, don't act like you're the one being attacked when you get roasted for being objectively false about a couple of things you've said. I also will say it's not this war. It's not this divide. I mean, the world is divided enough as it is, let alone gaming communities, so let's not gatekeep these modes. Let's not gatekeep zombies itself. Let's all come together, come to an agreement if you like the mode or not, and then just go from there and just enjoy what is being given to us in a short amount of time. I mean, it's not about making excuses for these devs or corporations or any of that. It's just being realistic with what we're getting in a short amount of time. We just got a round base map a week ago. Can you, can you think about that for a second? Forsaken came out a week ago. been it really, It's been exactly a week and a day. Eight days. So when I see all these demands, oh, where's round-based? You just got one. Isn't that more proof that clearly round-based isn't enough to keep people more than a week, if not a couple of days? So let Treyarch try something different. Let them give us a new mode that might have more replayability. I think Outbreak already does that in Cold War. I think Outbreak was more replayable than round-based in Cold War, just the way I see it. I love the round-based maps, but still, there was so much more to experiment with in Outbreak that, like I told you, I think, before, a little bit off screen, I said, Cold War in my opinion, has more material for a Mythbusty Monday series than any previous round-based map in any previous Black Ops game. That's okay to disagree. But I just think there's so much more to play around with and experiment with when it comes to the field upgrades, your loadouts... The world events, you know, the open regions, there's so much to play around with that I think is above and beyond experimenting with all the gobble gums in BO3. So, when you don't see Kone Pizza making Mythbusting Mondays anymore, I'm like, it's sad because I think he could have done so well if he had covered Cold War, like the way he did BO3. But he didn't like the game, that's his right to do so. He might be on board with Vanguard, he might not be, uh, It's again, nothing to do with my business, but... I really do think, maybe I'll do one in Vanguard. I, there's so much to play around with. It's so much to experiment with. It's fun, especially with friends, not solo. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's, that's kind of my vibe with, uh, with looking at uh, the, the endless possibilities right now that Zombies has. and I, I think, uh, hopefully, more people take advantage of that and realize that once uh, Duran Fung releases at some point soon. Anything else you want to add, though, about, about Zombies? Um, just basically just repeat what I said. Let it happen. Try it.
1: Don't just try it for the first map. Try it for at least two. Keep trying it. It will probably be better than you're thinking. Yeah. Because but- they're not gonna get rid of round base. They will most likely bring it back eventually. But right now, they have a great opportunity to breathe new life into this game mode. To make it feel brand new and to keep you interested. Because this game mode is old enough that they could ease it could easily end the next iteration because, like, we have no idea if this is going to be repeat every year. We don't know if Modern Warfare is going to even have zombies. In, yeah, like, that, that, that's we, another thing. <laughs> we don't know. sledgehammer's recent zombies haven't been the best. They have had their shining moments, but I feel like the reason that they have Treyarch working on this one is not only just because of low death time, but because Treyarch has been the only one to have zombies maps that people will love no matter
0: what. And it gets to that. Even if they don't love it right away, they'll love it at some point later. Um, like Sensible, people hated it at first. I pe- people really don't it. remember, man. It's like I said, I went over this list earlier. I mean, it, objectively speaking, right? This is not my opinion. This is not all oh, me pulling out of my ass. Somebody put a tweet out. And uh, again, I'll, I'll put it on screen if I have to. Let me see exactly who wrote this real quick. Uh, where did I save that? That's the, Let me see. I got I to scroll up on it. But somebody proved that black ops 2 has more original assets than black ops 3 zombies be, from map to map so it's ironic that people consider black ops 3 the golden era of cod nobody complained about reuse campaign assets then reuse you know multiplayer assets at that point either but now they do and it's all about it's, i guess the cod cycle in effect again shadows of evil fully original give them that Then for k2 reused campaign missions let's see new world uh, Provocation, Hypocenter, Vengeance, Rise and Fall, Demon Within, Sandcastle, and Life. Dead Ops Arcade does that. The Giant, the Reese Remaster. The Rise and Drag, uh, Reused Campaign Asset, Demon Within, Multiplayer Map, Infection. Zetsubo, Campaign Mission in Darkness, and Provocation. I think the, the, the KT4, Wonder Weapon, is also a reused, uh, Specialist Weapon from Hive in Multiplayer as well. Uh, Gerard Crovy, literally a world at war campaign mission also reuses, uh, campaign assets from demon within the mission revelation, self-explanatory point being love BO3, you know, game was great. Had a great time that time, had a great time that time, had a great time that year, excuse me. Uh, but I'm ready for new things. I I played enough of those older games that I think it's derailing the conversation and cringe when you look at something new and just say, Oh, BO3 best game. I, I miss the old days. Do you miss the old days because you really like that game that much more? Maybe you do. Or do you miss being a teenager again where your mom brought you pizza rolls every night? I mean, I I don't know what exactly you would like more about waiting three months for a map pack, paying 60 bucks for a season pass instead of these crazy, like, I don't know. Am I I the only one that thinks this? We get so many goddamn updates in COD now. It's ridiculous. So much marketing, so many updates. And then, you know, of course the excuse, oh, quantity over quality is what they're going with now. That's subjective though. I think the quality is still there, despite how often we're getting the updates now. Battle passes, cinematic cutscenes, massive roadmaps, weekly updates, bundles every other day. Like, holy shit. Maybe it's not for you, but you can't deny that there isn't more content now than ever before. And then, again, oh, well, there was only four round-based maps in Cold War. The extra time went to Outbreak, Onslaught, LTMs, XYZ. that, That's where the time went. They didn't just release four round-based maps and say, okay, hallelujah. They did something else. <laughs> and clearly it worked, so... You know th- 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 that's that's kind of where we're at right now with, with this whole with this whole argument. So it's really funny to see um, the community and their reactions right now. But uh, we'll, we'll see how launch goes. We'll see. How Another launch goes.
1: thing too is, yeah. reuse assets are not a bad thing. You reuse as many assets as you can, if it means you can add more to the game. Yeah, because I mean, the more assets they have to create from scratch, the longer the game takes. That's more glitches they have to do with an asset that they already have. If they can easily port it, easily make sure there's no glitches with it, do that. That is perfectly fine. I do not mind if you use the same wall from Nocturne and Toten multiple times in the map. That's fine with me. Right, Just right. As, long as, the, as long as I have more for this game, more content, and you can pump it out. Because that's mostly what Cold War is. Cold War has a lot of reuse assets from like BO4, BO3, even BO1. So, yeah. I mean, they, they can modify those assets to make them feel new. Right, but reuse assets are not a bad thing because look at BO3, like like you like you've mentioned before, there's a lot of reuse assets in BO3, but BO3 is one of the like most favored zombies iterations out there. Reuse assets are yeah. not a bad; thing. they're just easier for people who makes the game to
0: pump out like content. It's 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 also funny too. Uh, I mean, as they already confirmed the behind the scenes. They're not just reusing the multiplayer maps and saying, "Okay, slap zombies on them," you know, add some fire. They're actually reinventing the design and the layout of some of these maps too. Which Onslaught I know didn't do in Cold War, but they're going to do in Vanguard. Um, even in Outbreak, they changed up some of the regions. Sanatorium night, it's at night. Zoo is exclusive to outbreaks, not in multiplayer. The other fire team regions, they opened up some more areas, more doors, forest. Stuff. So it's not just going to be a copy paste. They're going to they're going to add more to it, more spice. Um... And also, I wanted to add something in here because, oh my god, I mean, it's beating a dead horse at this point. I've debunked it, I don't know <laughs> how many times. I, I tweeted about it recently. Um, I brought it up in another podcast before. It's I, I see again, oh, what about Chronicles 2? Chronicles 2. And I, I'll say this, right? Gaming scoopers who practically leaked all of Modern Warfare, Cold War, Warzone this past year, they, I think, occasionally do say, hey, yo, those maps were done, it's going to come at some point, blah, blah, blah. Never-ending cycle of that conversation um but it's it's still ironic to me that when it made the most sense for those maps to drop which is black ops 4 people said oh it didn't make sense clickbait, it's all lies but but now all of a sudden oh where's it at we're waiting for it it makes less sense now to see it in cold war i do not understand where that conversation keeps coming from i feel like i know where it's coming from maybe a a, a tiny hint of who could be spreading false information about it but it's so annoying at this point just to see repetitive comments about like oh you know where's it at or we need it now we don't need it now. Now is not the time for it. Maybe COD 2023 will be the good time for it, but it did exist at one point. It's, it's Without even gaming scoopers claiming it, the, the the proof was in our face in BO4. But uh, for right now, yeah, like Cajun said in chat, it's dead. I mean, it's something that it's so repetitive at this point. I'm tired of talking about it. It's like, oh, well, you made a bunch of videos about it in BO4. And yeah, I did because the evidence was there for it. People that were leaking Modern Warfare and Warzone kept talking about it, so I reported on it. And on top of that, that's kind of all there was to really mention and talk about during BO4's Year Two era when Modern Warfare was out, because nothing was really going on. That's that's kind of where we were at. Hopefully, we we'll don't get to that point again. But it's it's just it's really frustrating to see. Just it's it's cringe, and it's just I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. But it, people just need to move on. People need to, I guess, wake up and smell the coffee a little bit. If you don't like what's being presented now, the new content, then I mean, play the old stuff. But. Stop acting like the new stuff is just objectively false because you said it. Because w- you said it was, or because your favorite YouTuber told you it was. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. But um, rant aside, man, I mean that's what the podcast is for. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it, you know it's funny to see where everybody's kind of at right now. Um, a lot of division with the multiplayer community, a lot of division with the zombie community. So I'm curious if anything could be healed when this game drops in a couple of weeks. I still can't believe how close we are to that, man. November 5th is like five minutes from now. Seriously, it, it's it's insane. <laughs> your dog your dog's been you know surprisingly behaved during the podcast though. I know he's barking a lot earlier off stream. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm
1: surprised uh, about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's also the same thing, chat. You know, you guys know I have a positive outlook on Cold War. Um I'm not negative towards Modern Warfare. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I'm not gonna disrespect you if you like that game um people know that i guess when they continues to come back to my channel so i'm confused when people come around and say like oh yeah you're blindly defending this game or this game's bad it's like why are you here you know it's like i don't i don't get that approach at all but uh duran fun lots of potential with this the map looks amazing i mean uh i think story-wise it's taken a really cool approach with the demonic occult type entity we're going to be dealing with uh and it's post end station so the Machina intro is still like the beginning of the story when we see End Station. so this is shortly after that. So I'm assuming at some point in the story, we're going to end up getting some type of Zykov tie-in. He comes out of nowhere, becomes the Forsaken, kills our our uh, our Elder Gods or our old ones that were in charge. Every time you use a specialist in Vanguard Zombies, it's kind of like you linking symbiotically to one of those demons. Um, So that is, again, pretty cool. I don't know if you saw, I saw, I saw a few comments that were like, Oh, this so when a zombies dealing with demons. I'm like, did you miss the space monsters in BO3 and 4? I mean, that's kind of what was going on. Uh, so I don't know why demons are so far-fetched. Um, thank you so much, Buddy Hells, for your blood pressure. Hey, man, really appreciate that, my guy. How do you know, do you know my blood pressure was a bit high?
1: <laughs>
0: how do you know, you man? Guys wanna know, you
1: guys want to know something
0: funny? Yeah.
1: Talking about my dogs barking again. The barks are so loud that it just ricochets off of the... Uh the walls in my house, which you know, there's, you know, what else? Ricochet's an anti-cheat. Anti-cheat software. <laughs> hey,
0: that that was one of the smoothest transitions. <laughs> uh, uh, even if he didn't say anything, I would I would have I would have butted in and said, "Hey, you know what? Speaking of Ricochet, uh, might as well go into that because there was some pretty interesting information about uh, the Ricochet anti-cheat that was dropped recently." Uh, first off, we're getting marketing for it. Isn't that, do you find it a bit goofy? that We have like a a little teaser trailer for an (laughs) anti-cheat update. Usually that's something that doesn't really get announced very much. It's kind of like a under the rug kind of update or something that's just there. We don't really have to talk about, but because of the controversy with the cheaters, I mean, first and foremost, right? Isn't it interesting how, you know, we wouldn't even be in this predicament if it wasn't for, again, people cheating. Why are there so many people that that hack Warzone? I don't, like- you would think it's like, oh, it's a couple of people. Because it's so easy or because it's so accessible to do, a lot of people are doing it. It's like, do you really enjoy breaking this community? Like, do you really need that win so badly that you have to use aimbots and walls? Like, what is going on, man? Like, I, I don't get it, dude. It was never Backing, this bad.
1: Having been on console, like, when you, when you when you go on Xbox 360 and you were to play, like, World of War or Black Ops 1, back when bo2 was a thing or ghost was a thing you ran into some hackers and sometimes they would give you some mods and you would mess around
0: it with was them usually funny though fun. yeah it was usually fun.
1: But at the same time i'm like this is the current game this is what people play every day however i don't understand what is found fun about just being able to see people through walls or hacking i mean i get it maybe it's Funny at first, maybe it's just hilarious. You have a little bit of fun getting to just be overpowered, but I'm like, why do you keep doing it? I, it, why it would just, you? I mean, why would yeah. you even do it in the first place? It's just, I mean, it, it it just doesn't. The part of playing games is you actually play the games. You don't have something. I mean, unless you're new to the game, you don't have something age you that hard for the game, like tutorials. They're a thing, and sometimes the tutorials they'll literally just do it for you. But when you're playing a game like Warzone, and people are, who already know how to play the game are trying to enjoy playing the game, because that's what you do when you play video games—you play them. When you when you have something detected in your in your well, not detected when you have something in your PC that basically says I have to do zero effort, I know exactly where these people are, and I don't even have to aim. I'm just like, oh yes, boom, dead. I'm like, okay, when does that stop being fun to you?
0: And and it's just it's so to me it's just weird man it's like I don't know it attracted like a new wave of people that just don't care and, and I don't I don't and it's so sad because we wouldn't again we wouldn't be in this predicament if people just weren't greedy for what wins kills I mean what is that but uh you know long story short I think what's really crazy about this kernel level anti cheat it's gonna work just like Valorant it's gonna only run while you have Warzone open. Support for it will be added to Vanguard Multiplayer later in the year. Not sure when. But the thing is, Activision themselves have talked about it already. I know Ash Wise, I think Shanice, some other uh, individuals that work at Activision have kind of addressed this. This will very likely prevent 3D artists and other people from ripping assets, getting models, doing renders. I mean, this could put a big dent on the model community, on the 3D community. So... like think about that right because of people cheating and for some reason they're enjoying it and they have been doing it ever since this might be the end of renders as we know it uh they understand the concern for it they're looking into programs like greyhound and some others that may be in jeopardy because of this anti-cheat but i mean the fact that support for these programs might come to an end because of people cheating in warzone it blows my mind that's even a thing that blows my mind so Obviously, I've been blessed for the past, what, year and a half with phenomenal renders on my thumbnails from just great folks like Lucas Weiss, Fajardi. I mean, thanks to them. I mean, I've been able to really uh, present and market my channel a lot more with beautiful artwork. But uh, if that has to come to an end because of Cheaters in Warzone, I'm just like, I'm speechless about it. I'm like, that's that's crazy. Maybe a workaround will be provided to certain people. I, I don't know how that would work. But uh, the breaking news last night that was reported first by believe, Modern Warzone and some other gaming news sites is that apparently the anti-cheat is out there in the wild and people are already reverse engineering it. Uh, There were rumors about the source code being leaked but then COD Tracker followed up today with I think even Call of Duty by essentially saying, no, the source code wasn't leaked. However, third-party sites that they're affiliated with have access to the kernel driver to run tests on it and to find loopholes before it comes out on November twenty third or December first, whenever that uh, Warzone Pacific update day is, so uh, I mean, how would you feel if all this work goes into this and it's it's already broken through before it even comes out? I mean, why? I mean, Activision has a lot of problems right now. That'd be the last thing they need with with PR if uh, <laughs> their anti cheat gets busted before it even drops. I mean, what what do you think? I mean, I would just
1: find it hilarious that you know our new Pacific map came out. Already had Maybe we finally get that FOV slider for everybody. You know,
0: oh man,
1: console is able to play with PC, and it's a lot more fair uh, because you don't run into hackers anymore. Ooh. Um, oh. I, I'm not gonna say fair actually. Let me change that because people are gonna complain about that. It's a lot more. You you'll want to be able to play with PC players now because you know, oh, there's not gonna be a hacker. You get in first game. There's three hackers in the lobby. Yeah, I, I would literally uninstall the game.
0: So because we, yeah. So we run a you bet can't
1: promote You we have this anti cheat coming it's, you know it's a meme. We promoted it about 3 times now with yeah. its own type of promotion material and it comes out and it doesn't work the
0: first day. That, yeah, that would be catastrophic. Hilarious. Um I I will say you know it probably will get breached eventually. That'll be a sad I'll day. No doubt. But I know
1: if, uh, Valorant Their their anti cheat is very very good and it got broken to the point where that I have the cloud PC and it wouldn't even let me play Valorant just because it's like it it detects you're not you know you you have a certain program like this their 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 anti cheat is really good but
0: there are still people who can breach it that's I know it's scary uh (laughs) one if you're watching this live one in the chat that the anti cheat goes hack free forever and it somehow is the strongest wall that Activision could ever build. Or two in the chat if it will be broken relatively after relatively soon after the launch of it in end of November or December. I'm really curious what uh, you guys might think who are watching this live, but i giving mean, them the
1: benefit of the doubt and this being like their like biggest well. software called that is made. Yeah. I will say either early season two it will be breached, but if we're giving it realistic mid season one
0: that and that that still is fairly soon but the thing is right if we go through all this effort to ban people from using greyhound ripping assets prevent people from making custom apps in bo3 prevent the 3d community from making renders just for it to be breached so soon it would be the end of ridiculously beautiful pieces of art like this i'm gonna show you guys on screen fajardi isn't here tonight to talk about it but look at this uh crazy director bundle concept art here i mean i'll oh, thank you to uh who was that that just subscribed thank you for that uh something like this i mean this is not possible obviously with a permanent driver it is there's an actual director model and it's always been that it's kind of always been that kind of that gray area right because you allow the community to rip assets to make art to do this to do that to make custom apps but then it's also opening a can of worms people who data mine cheat uh you know leak early content leak easter egg steps So in a way, do you think Activision will allow people to still use Greyhound with this anti-cheat? Or do you think they're going to say, you know what, screw the 3D community, screw the custom map community, let's just go ahead and say, ban everything so that nobody data mines. Then for it to be breached shortly after that, that'll be pointless, you know what I mean? So I'm curious what Activision's stance is on that. Will they say, you know what, let's still leave Greyhound open for use with this anti-cheat because people do great things with it? Or will they say, hey, you know what, this will be the end of data mining, which is what we want, let's get rid of leaks, go, you know... I'm all for getting rid of leaks. Let's get rid of data mining. Let's get rid of everything we can for people that cheat, people that spoil things early. Rumors are fun to talk about. But when you have affiliated COD partners or COD tracker or anybody else that works with Activision, when they post rumors or leaks and it's greenlit, it's okay. But then a smaller guy like myself or somebody else talks about it and gets in trouble, you know, it, we're not even playing fields here. So I'm all for getting rid of data mining, all for leaks and rumors going away because... It's frustrating when you don't know if it's okay to talk about or not. You know, where where's that line drawn with what something is okay? But uh, at the same time, I don't want to see 3D artists and, uh, you know, people that make custom apps go away because of this anti-cheat. I, I don't know how it's going to look, but um, show some love to Fajardi, everybody, in chat right now if you're watching this live or if you're watching this later. Uh, this tweet is close to 1,000 likes. Oh, my God, 830. Seriously, go show yeah, some yeah, love yeah, on I Twitter. Like it. It's doing insane. Oh, reach
1: for it. Y'all, y'all, make sure you do it. Fajardi literally makes some of the best- Craziest grinders. shit, dude. In the entire
0: platform. I mean... Even
1: outside of the platform, he makes great renders. It just,
0: it just looks so good, man. I mean, he has concept here of uh, another skin for the director, complete challenges to unlock an operator skin, variant the Blue Baron as got teased in uh, Forsaken. Uh, it, I mean, it, it looks amazing, man. Using uh, Arnold, a new engine, to render out these models and nobody else is using that engine right now. So it will be one of the only ones doing that with uh, the launch of uh, Vanguard. But yeah, I mean, the future is very uncertain for how this is going to work for people out there that get the anti-cheat installed. I mean, I already predicted this and I'm already seeing comments about it that, you know, you have to go through hoops and hurdles to play Warzone. You Oh, it's invading my privacy. What if there's a data breach with this kernel of anti-cheat scanning my OPC? People are going to be up, complaining about that. And uh, I'm curious how long that'll last. Will that be the new controversy like skill-based matchmaking um, over the next couple of months? We will have to wait and see how strong the anti-cheat is. Hopefully uh, everything works out. I know Call of Duty themselves kind of debunk that rumor that everything is leaked. They tried their best to at least today on Twitter. So hoping for the best with this. I don't want uh, the Warzone community to be any more divided than it already is. But uh, yeah, any other comments on uh, Ricochet, the Colonel of the Anti Cheat coming in season one? Any thoughts? I'm excited for it. I know
1: because the biggest complaint I hear about Warzone is cheaters, and. I hope we we can play or PC people can play, because eventually I do want to move over to full PC stuff. And I want to be able to play Warzone without being like, okay, well, I'm too good at the game now. I can't play because I just get a cheater every lobby. Yeah. And watching people stream it, too, you're like, oh, streamer. You're getting, like, cheaters every lobby. This sucks. Why do you keep playing this game? So I'm hoping it will definitely bring, because I know a bunch of people left because they don't want to deal with cheaters. And I'm hoping yeah. it brings more people back because I feel like if this game keeps growing more players now that there are no cheaters or not, not like many anymore, they'll move it over to its own application, which is what I've been asking for for a long time. I think a lot of people have. And I think they literally have enough assets. They can just do it. And I feel like if they have enough players and then all these they, they handled the biggest issue, which is cheaters right now, they could easily do a lot more Warzone. That's what I really want for Warzone.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also funny because I brought this up, I think, in the last podcast with Skizzwax. I was like, you know what's weird to me? I see more complaints about skill-based matchmaking for multiplayer, but then those same people are willing to go into Warzone more, which also has skill-based matchmaking, and deal with hackers on top of that. So pick your poison, right? Some sweaty multiplayer... Or wars on with people that are under the map using ghost face operator skins that aren't out yet and using vanguard weapons. I mean that that to me is hilarious. I just I, I don't get uh, I don't get that approach at all with with how people talk about it. But uh, with that, you know what? If there's anything else you want to add, feel free. But I think we can go into our favorite segment now. What do you think? Could read some. I comments. think I'm good. Let's go into the <laughs> best
1: segment ever created.
0: Let's get it. No. No. All right, so we have some pretty funny comments to get through. <laughs> I, I actually had a pretty easy time finding uh, a number of them that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So let's start off from let's start from the top this time, which I usually don't do. Let's start from the top here. We actually have some tweets that really blew my mind. Somebody tweeted me, why are you celebrating the fact that longtime fans are going to be forgotten and round is not going to be supported? This is an excuse to reuse multiplayer assets, not campaign multiplayer. And I'm like... We're not celebrating anybody being forgotten. We're celebrating a new game mode with new features, bringing the mode to new lengths, and nobody's being forgotten. Let's let's hold everybody's hand, and let's walk forward together in a a, a crowd, right? We're celebrating round base and Outbreak being combined, and there still could be round base in Vanguard. Maybe they released Shinonuma as a round base map, you know, uh, as a a bonus for doing an Easter egg, or just a a random drop like Grossenhaus. Be, Be patient. We don't have confirmation of that yet. Um... Somebody tweeted at me, dude's a corporate Treyarch slave, and I replied back to him, I haven't seen one check. I'm not a corporate. I'm a corporate what? <laughs> and, and then the guy, the guy had a pretty funny response. Said slaves don't get paid. I'm like, all right, man. I mean that it's a little too far, but okay. Uh, yeah, he, you try to be creative with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's no such thing as being positive. I think I saw a tweet yesterday from Lego Unlocked who said something about like if I criticize something. I'm a hater. I'm a nostalgia baiter. But then, if I like something, I'm an Activision corporate chill. And I said, "Hey, man!" I replied in the tweet to him. I said, "I feel you. That's exactly what it is. There's no gray area where you can like something new, but then, rep- them re- but then have constructive criticism to add to that. You know what I mean? It's, it's so goofy how that works." Um, someone tweeted me, "I don't want no war, but explain how do you how do you enjoy Outbreak?" And I, all I replied to him is, "There is no war. There never was one." And then he replied to me, "Well, I'll take that as an answer. I guess you just can't. I don't have to explain to you why I like the mode." If you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't think my words should convince you why something is good or not. You should try it for yourself. Then, you know, form an opinion. A content creator's word should not determine if you're going to like something or not. I, You know, it can help or hurt your opinion, but shouldn't determine it. Uh, I got a comment. Nobody wants to buy a $40 bundles. Stop trying to fill Activision's pockets. How do I talk about the news without, without sounding like I'm trying to be a shill? You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about, hey guys, this was confirmed today. It costs 40 bucks. Here's my thought on it. I'm not promoting it. I'm not saying you need to spend your money, but I'm just saying, hey, this is what's coming out. Here's what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, It kind of reminds me of something I think I told you before. I said, you know what's weird about um, YouTube content creation is that people have a hard time differentiating when someone is like me, where I talk about the news and I cover the game, but if I cover a rumor or a leak, that's not coming from me. Like I said, hey, I wrote it down or I made it up. I'm reporting on it just like, a news channel, right? Does the news come out and say, hey, our sources said this? They might say that once in a while, but usually it's reporting on what was said from someone else. That's how the news kind of works, right? So it's like, I, I don't, I'm not claiming these things. I'm just reporting on it. Don't call me the, the leaker or the, or the data miner because I don't even have a PC to do that. I'm on a Mac. <laughs> I can't data mine shit. I have no affiliation with that crap. You know what I mean? So uh, I got a comment. Meh, I trust Ink Slasher more. With what exactly? Cause he doesn't really do news that much. He's a story guy, so I'm kind of confused on his comment. Must love the Ink Clasher, though, man. He's, uh, I think, a fellow Canadian, so um, not, I think, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's somewhere near a uh, majority, so that's awesome, man. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast one day. Uh, your voice is unbearable. It makes me want to blow my eardrums out. Why are you on my video? If you know that already, why are you on my video? Maybe you just found that out. Maybe you don't, you don't like my voice. Uh, oh, yes, Zai, suiting the messenger. Exactly. It's exactly what that was, as I was just describing. Uh, my voice is unbearable. You know what, man? We don't pick our parents. We don't pick how we look, how we sound, how we move. That's just us. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know why it took the heat to comment that, but it's like, hey, man, uh, whatever. Uh, Get another comment. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you facing people that are literally worse than recruit bots? What is going on? Edit. Oh, how sad when you show that you reverse boosted. I don't know if you don't care or it was that you accidentally showed proof of reverse boosting, but it's sad either way. Can't support that. Uh... I mean, are you going to show gameplay where
1: you're not doing good?
0: I will say for every 15 sweaty games I get, I'll get one bot lobby that day. But I think I saw a good quote from, I think it was Chain Feeds or Ears, another multiplayer YouTuber. I think they tweet something like, if you don't get bot lobbies, then you probably are the bot. (laughs) If you don't get a bot lobby once in a while, something's off there, right? (laughs) Something's wrong. Um, I don't reverse boost. I've openly said it a hundred times. I play the game when I have time and I get my gameplays i record exclusive gameplay for each video i make i don't reverse boost and i get i i've been playing multiplayer since i was seven years seven years old so uh i don't know if you ever heard of somebody that's just experienced with multiplayer I don't, I don't know about reverse boosting i don't even know where do, where do you start with that do you rubber band do you rubber band your remote like where's my remote Do you just rubber band it and then you and you just stay afk in lobbies until you die a hundred thousand times and then then what uh, you get an easy lobby once or twice, and it goes back to... Ask, I mean, I don't, what's the point of that? I, I, I know it exists, but it, it just I just don't see a point wasting time doing that. I don't have time for that to begin with. Uh, anyway, moving on. We have... You sound like you have too much saliva in your mouth, not going to lie. Now, that one's kind of funny. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that one's kind of funny. I mean, all right, man. Again, I, I've always said this. This is why... When, somebody made a Reddit post about me recently. The Reddit post was criticizing my thumbnails and my titles saying oh it's lies i'm like where are the lies all of it came true it was concept art for upcoming content so it was a bs reddit post but i've I've always said if you want to go ahead and make fun of how i look how i sound how i speak go for it but if you're going to spread false info about my content and what my direction of content is and my legitimacy then i will go ahead and reply to you and debunk whatever that fake news is because i I don't want the wrong image going around about me because i do genuinely post content about a game i play i'm not i don't make things up i don't do things for views or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's my full-time job, it's a career. So yeah, views matter, but that's not why I do what I do. I love the franchise I talk about, if that makes sense. Um, I absolutely hate how you advertise things other than the game in your videos. You didn't use to do that and it's stupid as fuck. Uh, what content creator doesn't do that when they get to a point where they work with brands and sponsors? I don't know why that bothers you. I offer timestamps, which so not many other channels do. Free. Feel free to skip over whatever you want and jump around the video. I mean, <laughs> I mean, majority
1: of people do that. That's just how that's
0: how the business works. I always make clear in the timestamp, you know, when it's sponsored, you know, what what time it's at, and I do it at the beginning of the video anyway. So most of the time, my main juice, meat, potatoes of the video is in the middle of the vid, not the beginning. But uh, yeah, nice guy. This man, stay capping, and somebody replied, "Facts, what?" Have I capped about? <laughs> I want to know what what is the cap? You know what I mean? Um, I made a video recently. It was like early gameplay of some season six maps, and I got a comment that was like season six not out yet, cap. And I'm like, did you not watch the gameplay of the maps in the video? It's kind of an exclusive look at the map. But oh, okay. I mean, it's <laughs> more power to you. Um, I feel indifferent, honestly. I know DK is going to defend it to death because he passively accepts anything Activision spoon feeds him. But as a fan, he blame. But as a fan, he blames of being unfair. I just have some constructive criticism that need to be addressed. Long story short, the biggest problem of Cold War is l- luck of spectacle and personality. Lack of spectacle. I mean, what he's saying is subjective. Feel free to, you know, respectfully criticize and provide criticism to devs. But uh, I don't just accept what gets spoon-fed to me. I don't get spoon-fed anything. I don't get a check from any developer or corporation to talk about Call of Duty. So... I mean- you don't even have a creator code, so you're definitely not getting spoon fed anything. <laughs> yeah, and even even people that I know have creator codes don't get spoon fed anything either. They they still say, "Hey, this is wrong," or "Hey, I don't like this." And I've also done that with Cold War, with Modern Warfare. I mean, I've been I've been vocal uh, <laughs> pretty often about what I'm what I'm not enjoying and how to respectfully you know address those issues. I mean, I. I'm all for different perspectives, different takes. I'm all for debates and healthy discussions. I mean, let's do it. But I just happen to like Cold War than many other CODs, and I, I really enjoy covering it this year, so I don't know what else I could tell you, man. Same season with the same boring guns that feel no different from the rest. What COD has guns that feel so exclusive upon one another and aren't similar to each other? What does that mean? Every COD has like, guns.
1: <laughs> really, the... Only guns that feel different from each other were the futuristic ones and we had the laser ones. Those are about it.
0: That's it. (laughs) That's a handful. We're counting our hands how many those are. Thank you again in chat uh, for anybody watching this live. Anybody who's tweeted out, you know, at Treyarch and Activision, oh get a DK creator code. It means a lot to me. Imagine seeing Code Dynamite in the item shop. That'd be a dream come true. I mean, I feel like I support and cover bundles enough, I feel like I have an audience that cares about them enough that that would be profitable for Activision. It'd be a good move. And if anything, I don't care about getting a cut of sales donate my cut to charity for all that matters you know or for all that matter i care about just having the recognition of being hey i'm a cod creator i really love this game i talk about it positively i'm honest too you know that'd be cool to you know partner up and do that maybe that's possible in the future but um yeah right now that that creator code program is not really open to the general public or that many creators for that matter it's kind of an exclusive thing which is a bit sad and i've tried very hard to you have no idea i've tried very hard to i uh, get involved a little bit more and it's difficult man it's difficult to do Um, I I will hopefully get through to somebody in the future, but casually saying the date of his birthday, like if anyone cares that he was conceived, I mean, (laughs) this one made me laugh for a second. All, All I said was, Hey, it's my birthday on Thursday, and the same day as the Treyarch Zombies reveal. I'm excited. I, you know, it's something to mention. I'm not saying, "Hey, come donate to me, come give me a present." I, I, again, who cares whose birthday it is? But I was just saying, what a coincidence and what a nice surprise from Treyarch to reveal Vanguard on uh, on my birthday, man. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> there you go, dude. There you go. Someone, uh, somebody out there did not care about October the fourteenth. Uh, whatever. Um and yeah, I replied to him. Somebody really sneezed in your cinnamon toast crunch this morning. I can't state I can't <laughs> state my exci- yeah I can't state my excitement that Treyarch is revealing the new game on my birthday. Huh? I hope life gets better for you, bud, and I hope it does. Uh, your
1: cinnamon toast. I've
0: never heard that. But. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm <laughs> sure someone did, man. I'm sure someone did. Oh, I, I, so, okay. Thank you all to my uh, Discord server as well for putting up some new comments in the uh, public or these people tab. Somebody wrote World War II Zombies is better than Cold War. Leftover atoms. That is cap on the greatest degree possible. Um, Oh yeah, I saw this weird tweet. Somebody was roasting Codename Pizza about being a negative content creator. You guys think whatever you want. I'm not gonna say anything about that. Um, And then somebody commented like, he wasn't on a DK Bombcast talking crap about them. I've never had pizza on my podcast. So I don't know where that came from on Twitter, but that was kind of funny. i have nothing to do with that thread at all, but I don't know why my name was put into that. Somebody was roasting pizza for something um ah uh, yes i remember reading about people wearing those outfits during the cold war this game is still a joke weren't people complaining in like world war ii that there were no cool outfits so everything was kind of basic and you know what i mean do people want goofy aesthetics to you know what I mean? it's like damn if you do them if you don't yeah you, ha- you keep everything <laughs> call of duty serious or you go out go all out with gingerbread man skins and clowns and whatnot i mean people complain either way but i, th- I find that really funny
1: I don't know about you, but if I'm spending 20 or $40 on a skin, it better not look like something I can go buy at my nearest surplus.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, I mean, you're paying a, a, a third or half the price of the game for a skin is outrageous. But on the bright side, if you do want to go out and do that, you're right. You get to use it in every mode. Multiplayer, zombies, warzone. So at least there's that. There's some value in that. Yeah. Um, I think getting close to the last one here, the operators got arrested in forsaken because they don't belong in zombies and are going back to multiplayer. <laughs> that, that was a pretty good one. Though. That was a good one, man. I get it. I, I get it. You know, I get it. I get it. You know, people don't like op- people, not everybody likes the operators. I, I, you know, got to, uh, got to, uh, got to respect everybody's thoughts. Oh, we also have, you talk way too much, get to the point, clickbait title. I will check back solo, but I don't think Forsaken's available yet. It's like, Use timestamps. Everything is explained. Why do people act like they're not there? I, I, unless you're watching on like PS4 or something on YouTube app. I mean, I don't know how you don't get... Everything in my title is addressed in a timestamp at some point in the video every time. You
1: no, know dude? Um, at this point, change your name to CB Dynamite for clickbait.
0: Dynamite. Oh, yeah. There you go. Clickbait. Oh, man. I One day... You know what? And I said this before. I think, I think I told you about this. I love writing. I really do. And I plan on one day in the future writing a book. It's not about me or Call of Duty. It's more of like... A book about what it's like doing content, the sacrifices you make, the people you deal with, and also I'll throw in some you know experiences from you know covering COD for all this time. But I think the word clickbait deserves its own chapter because I think it's it's such a word that gets blown out of proportion. There's clickable, there's exaggeration, there's clickbait, which to me is misleading and lying, which people do actually do on YouTube. I personally don't do that, but maybe that's subjective too. Maybe you guys, maybe some people don't like my content, that's fine. But I always make sure that my title and thumbnail have strong continuity with the contents of the video itself. That is uh, a bold point I wanted to bring up real quick. Anything you want to add? Hey to man, that? be
1: careful! You start writing that book, you'll you'll
0: start loving writing. I learned the hard way. I, I really do love writing. I think it was always my strongest think thing it's in school. So. I oh, love man. it. I was the person that loved writing five page reports and doing you know research research papers. I mean, I, I was always in love with that. I mean. I think I'll get to a point where I possibly branch out a bit and do some writing on the side, you know, for a side gig or something. I mean, I just, whether it's about gaming or not, I mean, I just, I just like it. Uh, I just like it. Um, Buddy Art in chat, how are you doing, my friend? How are you doing, man?
1: Buddy saying lies, clickbait dynamite? You know, (laughs) this guy sucks. Why am I even on this podcast?
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, who who is this guy, man? I mean, I always say this, right? If you're going to, you know, uh, accuse me of something... Please send me a link of where you felt misled and they'll never do it because I, there's no video where I say, hey, this is happening, that's happening, and then I just lie. Like, I, that's never happened. Um, buddy, I think Rob was in chat. What is up, buddy? Treyarch replied to Rob on Twitter publicly the other day. It was pretty crazy. Um, buddy Rob said, you don't want to see some of the comments from the, Warfare pl- from the Modern Warfare players that are into the tactical gear with a slight bag pad adjustment as skins. Oh my God, man. I mean... I gotta, I gotta, I gotta repeat this again, man. One of the comments Rob made, which is just beyond true, is that most of the hardcore Modern Warfare fanboys are very likely neglected Rainbow Six, Sitch, Sitch, Rainbow Six players who <laughs> like that style shit. of gameplay and Battlefield players. I mean, I, I think it's true at this point. It's like it's like almost objective to say that. It's hilarious. Um, that's literally what that community is. It, it's so funny to see. It's just a different scene entirely from regular COD people. I mean, it's, that's just what I see. Um, yeah, Rob had tweeted. I'll put it up on screen real quick rob had tweeted let's see what it oh, was
1: okay. i found it i can send oh, it
0: to bo- Oh, is it about okay oh i found it. i anyway. thanks and in, in the same way nocturn Totten was the beginning of call of duty zombies and D machine is where we started as the dark ether shinonuma was the beginning of the call, call of duty zombie story and duran fang is the beginning of the dark ether story as we know it kind of a, a really vivid comparison of how knock shinonuma set the precedent for zombies story wise trerick then replies Saying Durant Fang is a new chapter of the Dark Ether, not the beginning of the story itself. Everything started with Project End Station. So I get what they're saying too, but Rob was making kind of a different point about the placements of those maps when they release, story-wise, if that makes sense. Um Trey had handed me an L on Twitter. <laughs> hey man, if there's anybody that's gonna ratio me, I I I would hope it's a it's a big developer team or somebody, somebody famous, man. I'll take the ratio all day. It's all good though um actually you didn't get ratioed they're at 160 likes you're at 436 so oh, that's okay you still good win. and you gave
1: us good info yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god all, all these like recreations of the logo like foreskin their anal i mean this is uh, a Treyarch's actually blocked somebody for do it for sending them that it, it's, it's actually hilarious how that works i think didn't they would, do one
1: for Deron Fong that just forked
0: yeah i mean i'd be careful with tweeting that around i mean that that's <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> But uh, anyway, that wraps up this segment of uh, Who Are These People for episode 23 of Bombshell. The last thing I wanted to go over before we wrap up this podcast is some unexpected comment I saw from some Sledgehammer developers who did a Comic-Con panel for Vanguard. And I'm going to go ahead and let me pull up the link to that Comic-Con video. So the first first comment they made, I want to see what you think about this. The first comment they made is that there are no iconic characters in COD and they're going to make some with Vanguard. How do you feel about that statement?
1: Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. Oh. I,
0: I, and, I, and I watched the, the video for context. I'm like, there's no way they said that. And <laughs> I feel like it was trying to be worded in a way that says we haven't had any new iconic characters introduced in a while. But I'm like, wait, Cold War just did. Adler, Stitch, phenomenal Adler, characters. Bell, be- Park. Park. I mean, some great characters. Oh, uh, even in zombies right now for Dark Aether. I mean there's some good characters the, the guy introduced. So maybe they were trying to say we want to introduce new iconic kind of characters that people resonate with for years on end. I'm I'm game for that, but to say there aren't any now, I, I I don't I don't understand that. Uh that was a little off. The other thing they said, which I also was a bit iffy about, is that they have plans right now on paper for a Vanguard two and a vanguard three. But Activision has not greenlit those projects yet. Not to, say that, to not to say that the sequels have to take place in, like, a World War II era, like the first Vanguard is. It doesn't have to. But would you really think Vanguard is going to be the game to launch a new trilogy? Or will there be another Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, Ghost, where it's like a one-off and then, you know, something else later? What do you think I mean, you know, about that?
1: Sledgehammer has shown they're great at storytelling. Like, I really want a sequel to Advanced Warfare. I really... Like, we basically got a sequel to World War II. That's what Vanguard is. It's still... Takes place with World War Two because Butcher is a character, and they've literally directly mentioned World War Two before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this could, I mean, Vanguard. If it's good, I say go for it because it's already the story's already interesting. From the recent story trailer, they gave us more interaction with all these characters that they introduced. Yeah, being able to have chemistry with each other and just seeing that like evolve. If they either they continue in the post-World War II era, or if they skip, go to a different team for Vanguard, and like maybe the Cold War era happening happening around the same time Cold War happened, or Black Ops 2, maybe they go back to the, like, before TF1 <clears throat> for one, before the story yes. of Modern Warfare, they could do, like, mid-2000s if they wanted to.
0: Definitely. This
1: has potential to be something great. But I think, like I said, if this story is really good, I say go for it. I, you know what, I'll I say this too, I said, I said I'm all
0: for a new trilogy, because we haven't really had a new one in a while. Mono the World last trilogy St- we World was had one. was,
1: like, Black
0: Ops. Yeah, Black Ops 3 managed to get to 4. I mean, I think uh, if Vanguard <laughs> could pull it off in, in a strong way, then let's go for it. I was, I'm was i really wondering what story September was going with when COD 2020 was their game to begin with. I know it was, like, Vietnam Cold War era still, but I'm wondering... Uh, if if that's completely separate from what they're going with now in a new direction with the, with the with the story arc but Activision will clearly greenlight the uh, Vanguard 2 and 3 if obviously the first one's successful which we'll see in a few weeks but uh it's not even just about the, the launch window either the whole DLC season let's see how that does but let's not get four, because it will be four back-to-back World War II games from Sledgehammer in a row. I think Sledgehammer has potential to do a lot more than that. I think they can do, you know, a modern game. They can do a futuristic game. I want to see them do something a little bit different. So let's get them away from this World War II era type game after Vanguard 1. Maybe maybe, maybe Vanguard 2 is like what you were saying. Something that's, you know, maybe right before Modern Warfare, or Black Ops 2. To, I mean, it could be somewhere around there too. Modern day, we, we don't know. But uh, I think right now uh, the future is very interesting for sledgehammer games they opened up quite a few new studios um they're seeming to be very confident in this game so i'm hoping it's for the best and i'm hoping it all makes sense in the end we have a comment from robbie's i think players will be really surprised with vanguard's campaign that team is really passionate about it i i fully agree i i think they've said nothing but the best things about this campaign they've heavily praised it i'm hopeful it's not underwhelming in any way but uh yeah i mean another thing too
1: is this team of sledgehammer is mostly consisted of new people.
0: Yes. There are definitely yes.
1: some old people from the old studio from World War Two, but there's a lot of new people since World War Two came out that they have. Right. Like a lot of people left like when World War Two was in its life cycle. And now, like ever since, there's there's their small studio is now a bit bigger. It's still a small studio, but it's a lot bigger than it was when World War Two ended. Right, right. So these people are very passionate. They joined this team. They've stayed in this team, even th- through getting canceled for 2020's Call of Duty, and now having to work on this one. They, for a, for like the small amount of time, they are really like they believe in this project.
0: They believe in it, and that's why I'm saying they believe in it. But I'm still, I'm still, uh, and I'll oh, see you, Jess, up in chat if you're still here. Uh, they believe in it, but at the same time, I'm like, well. Uh, they believe in it, but does the community believe in it yet? And that's something I'm concerned about in terms of how the numbers look for YouTube videos. And, and again, it's not about the numbers either. I, I'm talking about this from a standpoint of like, will this game keep people interested so that content creators are interested in making content about it? Because it's not fun if we're making videos for people that just don't like the game or for people that aren't even coming to watch the video. If, you know, if it's like a drastic 180 from how Cold War's energy was, because whether people like it or not... Videos on the Cold War still have done pretty damn well all the way through since launch to now. Um, I want to see if Vanguard can hold people. I mean, I I think it comes down at least to passion for me, right? I'm, I'm more passionate about making content when you guys are passionate about playing the game and watching the content as well. It's not about like, oh, just me, me, me. It's like, no, I want all of us to enjoy everything together. And then that's what makes the content more fun to make but uh I, i'm I, i've said this since since it first leaked out you know many months ago about slipstream and the code name it didn't have a, the best of start or the best of a start with the community when it leaked still hasn't been that great now so i'm wondering what will win people over a little bit and, and kind of uh just bring the energy up a lot higher than it is maybe after the campaign gets beat maybe after multiplayer maps get added maybe after you know zombies does well if it does that'll kind of uh kickstart this vanguard trilogy as i want to say but yeah, any, any other uh, comments you want to go ahead and add in about about Vanguard, about COD in general? We have touched on quite a bit tonight. I'm really happy with this discussion. I mean, with
1: Vanguard, and I said, I've said this, i said this, I'm pretty sure I've tweeted this before, but what would really make me proud of this game right now is that they announce that there's a theater mode not only for multiplayer, but for Ooh, zombies. Yeah. The game looks really pretty. And the animations are really smooth, that I feel like somebody like me who is wanting to get into film, if we if we were able to mess around in our favorite video games that we play on a daily, and make cinematics or make a new story out of current like we could make a story out of just multiplayer, using visuals, I feel like that would also sell a lot, because World War Two cinematics are very pretty, they they. That's something that I've noticed. When you come to the battlegrounds of World War II, you can get something really cool looking. I'm not saying you can't get it with like Cold War, you can't get it with Modern Warfare, but like I feel like this is that's something that Call of Duty has really been lacking the last few years. The only people who have had a theater system working is Treyarch. That, and that, the last that, that, one, one we had the last one we had all modes working was BO4, and even then, it crashed. It was still
0: buggy, it, and it's buggy not in Cold War, just for the multiplayer alone. I mean, I'm hoping to see a polished version soon, but am I in the minority that thinks the Vanguard Alpha was more enjoyable than the beta? I had more fun on Champion Hill than any of the multiplayer maps we had in, uh, in the beta itself. I
1: think, I, I think it's because I don't know, the, there was a weird choice of multiplayer maps.
0: Yeah, I mean, were there any better maps they could have went with to really present the beta? I mean, s played fine. I love s I've always had, so I think I'll be playing that probably primarily this year for Vanguard MP, if not at all, but uh just i don't know i just i wasn't feeling it too much last time i felt that way was infinite warfare i'm on over 2019 i did not cover or play those games i just wasn't feeling it but i think because of Treyarch's involvement in vanguard we're gonna get world of war remastered maps in multiplayer and zombies and the fact of leading the zombies i think i'll be more invested in, in vanguard all the way around and on top of that campaign does look pretty sharp so i'm hoping to make some fun content about that maybe easter eggs uh story explained videos a lot of good variety of content. I'll be taking a lot of risks this year with different style videos. Now that Vanguard is coming out, I think I kind of I kind of stayed in a bit of a niche with Cold War with what you typically could expect, right? News roundups, gameplay coverage, live streams, events. I think with Vanguard we're going to continue doing that, but then also add in some other unique video ideas that you're not really seeing too much here on YouTube. But with that being said, that wraps up episode twenty three of our beautiful Bombshell podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in today. Kaden, wonderful backup co-host. Love to have you on again. At any point, whenever you're available, man. Thank God you are available tonight. I'm like, I do not want to cancel the podcast today because I know Fajrari was busy, but man, it was a great opportunity having you on, man. Thank you again for filling in and adding a lot of fuel to this discussion, man. It was a great talk.
1: Of course, it was great. It was so much fun. I definitely do
0: this again. Hell yeah, man. That's what I want to hear, dude. I mean it's it's been uh, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth between multiplayer zombies, Warzone. There's so much going on for everything to do with Call of Duty right now. It's absolutely insane uh read discord dm Uh, did i miss something let me see if i missed something live did something happen oh no let's see uh discord oh okay got you got you cajun okay no problem i just saw it right now but yeah with that being said i think that pretty much touches on everything i wanted to get through by next friday we will of course already have the release of the haunting event in cold war and we're gonna break all that down plenty of videos on the way and yeah Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Bye, chat.